0: Welcome back to Try Not to Die. I'm your decimation messenger, Noel Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero,
1: Lisa. Condemi, Yeti's coming at you. Just say at you. It's (laughs) 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 Gargantula.
0: I am tempted to stop the recording, and I've never been more taken aback by an introduction. (laughs) (laughs) We're literally. 40 seconds into recording. It's
1: because sometimes I, I start the intro and your eyes are like, yes. And then sometimes I start the intro and your eyes are like, what? what?
0: I was very, very <laughs> thrown off. I, maybe I'm making up a memory from like two minutes ago, but I really thought you were like excited about your intro or that you felt really prepared about it. <laughs> yeah, I said, my exact words were, oh yeah, this is
1: dumb enough. Okay, so, okay actually- that's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I legitimately replaced a full sentence. I, all I heard was Lisa is giving an opinion about what they feel for their intro. And I'm like, good. It's a positive one, I think.
1: Anyway. Well, I basically just summed up the recap. So we're both fanning our
0: faces. Oh, my God. It's not even summer the, studio. It's not even the hottest it's going to be. And we're already sweating. Okay. <clears> okay. <throat> Remember, <laughs> remember the recap. Remember guys. the recap, guys. Um, well, just why don't you sit down? Everyone, sit down. <laughs> Everyone, calm down. I'm I've got Get my your coffee. fans. That's why we're so hot. We drank so much coffee. Oh, I love that dog Thank person. Um, that's what the mug says. Anyways, <laughs> just tear up those NPC stat blocks you made for your favorite characters, Frab and Gronka. It is time <laughs> for the recap. Last time. Gorgonzola was launched into fierce combat with the Ramoras, AKA a polar worm, who had burst from the snowy tundra moments before between her and an injured Aladrin. Though Zola tried to convey that she was there to assist, the Aladrin was unconvinced. As they took their fight to the trees to escape the monstrosity, the fey elf disappeared, choosing to observe the combat rather than participate, establishing Zola as the sole target of the worm's attacks. A tough creature, Zola managed to avoid direct conflict through a combination of divination and shield, exhausting her resources until she was unfortunately swallowed by the beast. However, our hero was not alone. A goblinoid hunting party that had seemed to be tailing the elf <laughs> leapt into action. I literally Allies. cannot catch a break. <laughs> there is no, I need a day off. There is no relief in this game. Assisting in slaying the beast as Zola cut her way out of it. Finally free, Zola was confronted by Frab, a robin's egg blue goblin that looked a lot like her old pal Scram and his hobgoblin second, Gronka. Despite her heritage, Frab was ready to kill her (laughs) if it weren't for Gronka asserting that killing someone of orcish blood could cause problems with the orcs of their settlement, Afinage. Not Fromage, as (laughs) many have been confused about. (laughs) Evidence that the first mite still existed, though, It was clear relations between the factions within it were strained, or at least differing in their views of each other. It seemed that they'd also begun to engage in serious disputes with the elves, having taken a group of them captive, likely affiliated with the Eladrin who had fled. Uh, And their goal was to sell them to the orcs as sacrifices. Problematic. (laughs) One thing has remained true, however their respect for the mighty, as in a daring move Zola took Frab hostage to prove she was not to be trifled with. Convinced that she was indeed a fearsome foe and more useful to them alive, she was permitted to join their march back to their home under Gronka's careful watch.
1: Not that careful.
0: Not that careful. Well, I don't, I don't, I'm just going to say right now, I don't mention the peeing situation. that
1: happened. I, My But My favorite parts never make the recaps. <laughs> it
0: seemed less important, but now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, I should bring it up.
1: You guys remember
0: that? <laughs> we all remember that. Their travels were not easy, for within hours they were overtaken by a blizzard, nearly exhausting our hero, if not for her burning red eye. Groomsha's gift, which allowed her to shrug off the first level at the risk of taking several levels later. As the blizzard raged, Zola made contact with the imprisoned elves, speaking with their leader to coordinate an escape into the woods. Their moment came soon after, when a group of yetis lumbered through the trees ahead, forcing the party to hold position quietly until they passed. Quietly until they passed. Quietly! (laughs) <laughs> it's going to sound like I'm I'm messing up and repeating myself, but no, it was just a shock to me that things went this way. Zola, however, had other plans, choosing to sneeze to draw the Yeti's attention to her so her and these elves could make their escape. The battle that followed was a bloodbath. Swift. Swift. <laughs> did not Concise. Get, maybe, maybe 18 seconds in real time. Hey,
1: you know what? If you're going to be running around in the woods, you should maybe at least be able to take on a yeti or two.
0: Yeah, you know what? I think that that was the issue there. Uh, (laughs) The exhausted and ill-equipped goblins hunting party was quickly killed as Zola frantically worked with this high elf to break the others free. Though they were successful, Zola and the high elf were unable to hide, leading to the largest yeti of all to find them eager to finish them off. And that's where we are right now. I kind of forgot
1: that I was going to come in fighting a Yeti. Middle battle, I thought yes. about a lot of stuff after, but...
0: <laughs> You're really prepared for if you live after this fight. Okay,
1: I'm probably just going to charisma my way through this, guys. I absolutely
0: <laughs> think that this Yeti, I mean, is intelligent enough to communicate with, He's so you could. So, okay, here's what's going to happen. We are still in initiative, and it is technically the Yeti's turn. Okay. They had just spotted you because on your turn and the Elf's turn, you guys had tried to hide... Unsuccessfully
1: Hey everyone, I have one third level spell slot left
0: (laughs) Honestly? Great Maybe that's all you need So up first is the yetis The other yetis, the younger yetis Have found their prize So this big one is pretty much focusing All of his energy on you
1: Hey why don't you focus your energy On something else
0: Oh this is kind of what I focus all my energy on Hunting uh, Eating, ruling over my friends uh, that is, he's going to.
1: <laughs> ruling over your friends? They're not your friends, then.
0: What? <laughs> friends can be bought and ruled over. That's a real thing in Yeti culture.
1: Oh, that's an interesting cultural
0: aspect I had to consider. Uh, so, he is going to. From a
1: man of culture. How?
0: Um, hmm. Um. <laughs> I think that he used his chilling gaze. He did, on and I—I I can't be. Yeah, you I cannot, save, be cannot be upon. gazed
1: upon. I'm. Uh, I am. <laughs> Do not um, perceive me. I'm invincible to male gaze. <laughs>
0: he looks at you and goes, "Oh, you're gay, aren't you?" Uh, yeah. And then turns his attention to the um, member of the elves, the high elf who is with you. Um, she is going to roll a Constitution saving throw. That is a natural 19. So she is actually going to succeed and isn't paralyzed as you watch the cold begins to creep up her arms. And her skin does get a little bluer from the pale kind of uh, rosy white that it is. Honestly, it doesn't. I I feel like I said this last time. My reading of it is that they don't take any damage if they save. I think think you didn't take any damage either. So she literally just gets a little cold and goes, I am also gay. Uh, Okay, it is now your turn, Zola. He, oh, wait, I'm sorry. He, uh, that's actually not true. He makes two attacks. So oh, he's, okay, okay. he goes, well, this isn't homophobic, but I am really hungry. Um, So that's a natural 15 plus 11 to hit on you. So that's a 26 on you. Yep, that's gonna hit. And then a 20 on this elf. So that is also going to hit. You take 12 damage. As he cuts into you, uh, and then you feel a surge of cold as you take eight more cold damage. Um, And then he is going to attack.
1: Can't we just help you hunt or something? I could help you take down like a deer or a worm.
0: Absolutely. Don't need your help. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That is, at least he's being very polite. Um, That is. I appreciate uh, the
1: transparency.
0: (laughs) He takes, she takes rather. Um, That's 18 damage on the first attack. Um, I'll tell you right now, she had 78 hit points. She is down to uh, 50 now. Um, And then the cold damage. I'm at 55. She takes an additional six cold damage. So she is currently at 44 hit points. That is his turn as he literally, like, tries to (laughs) give you a chilling glare. Neither one of you is affected by it. And then he just takes his two paws and slashes down both of your chests at the same time, kind of sending you stumbling back into the snow as your blood splatters and freezes instantaneously against it. That is now your turn.
1: Okay. It's just really the one I'm going off against right now, right? The other two kind of followed...
0: Correct. the woods. All of the other, like, young yetis, I think there might have been, I think there was either two or three of them, they are, at this point, like, several hundred feet north of you in the woods. Um, likely, you think, scavenging slash picking what they need off of the dead goblins, they've managed to stop.
1: Okay, and this elf is, is she next to me?
0: She is directly next to you. And I'll tell you also that it looks like your fellow elves, like the ones who you had saved, they are at least 35 feet away from where you guys are. Some of them you don't even see. Maybe they're hiding already or have moved into the trees. Others, you just see, like, the movement of them frantically trying to find cover since none of them are armed. How
1: big is this yeti? Like, does it look like it can maneuver easily through trees? Is there maybe, like, a thicket of trees that I think if we could get to would be too, like...
0: Like, it would have to use more movement to get all the way around it to come get you kind yeah, of thing? Yeah,
1: like something that we're small enough to kind of, like, get into that he would have a hard time, like, following us into.
0: Give me a perception
1: check. Okay. My dice earned out. Okay. <laughs> Unsheath thy dice. You're not
0: ready for this ready? duel. 30-20. Okay. Looking through the woods around you as you stumble back holding the wound, um, you do see that... There doesn't look to be a place directly that you can maybe hide for a long time, but it does look like you are near some trees right now that if you guys cut through them, the Yeti would have to essentially use his whole turn, next turn to kind of be like, and move all the way around to try and like, get to you on the other side. And that's within your movement too. So that's not like you'll use your whole turn to get through it. It'll be like, I use 15 feet of movement to get through this thicket and be unavailable for his attacks.
1: I'll turn to the elf and say, I think we gotta straight up get out of here.
0: I agree, Um, me and my people are not really suited for this fight right now.
1: Me neither. Great,
0: (laughs) gladly agree.
1: I'm gonna run away and I'm gonna, I don't wanna use my action to disengage, so I'll let him get a swipe in. I mean, I wanna try and get into like a thicket of woods and then
0: see where I'm at. So, takes a swipe at you. Natural 14 plus 11, that's a 25 to hit. Yep. 13 slashing three cold okay so not too bad on the cold damage that time okay and you manage to as he like he literally swipes at your back as you turn scratches you just a little bit but you manage to like push your way through that thicket and get into what looks to be kind of a little underbrush here that gives you a good vantage point there are a number of trees nearby you could probably climb up and based on where you've cut through you would guess again that this yeti is going to have to use a full turn to like come and find you essentially do
1: i see any of the other elves
0: Yes, I'll say in, with your previous perception check, you do now see most of the elves have already moved into the trees. You see like okay. three drow like, like looking down upwards. Yeah, okay. they essentially are kind of hoping that even though the Yeti probably could climb, just being out of sight long enough for it to be like, I don't know where to climb might be enough to, you know, get them to safety.
1: Okay, well, I'm gonna shoot off a chromatic orb at the Yeti.
0: A third level? You're using your last third level on this?
1: Well, when you say it like that.
0: I don't mean it as in you need to conserve your spell slots, but as in this might be your most powerful chromatic orb ever. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm gonna use it.
0: Uh, describe and what and uh, what element do you choose?
1: I just don't want to leave my like I don't want this elf to think that I'm just leaving her to face off with this yeti alone. I so say. I like run back and then I'm like I will send a um, huge hurling uh, ball of fire out at him.
0: Give me. An insight check.
1: Okay. Two.
0: Okay. Now roll your attack.
1: Okay. 19
0: plus 8. 19 plus 8 is gonna hit. (laughs) Believe it or not, he's not wearing full plate and doesn't have shield available.
1: (laughs) And it's 5d8.
0: Oh my god.
1: 25 damage.
0: Damn, that's a good hit. Yeah. You did as much as a fireball, essentially, would normally do with that chromatic orb. As you literally charge it up and... (laughs) This bolt of fire explodes on him, essentially completely engulfing him in flames. He roars in pain, oh. ah, and, <laughs> um,
1: and hopefully leaving like a little scorched path so that the elf can kind of see like where I've
0: headed back. 100%. The heat of this powerful chromatic ore spell melts the snow not only in the line, but like on the trees and bushes around you, just like dripping with water that quickly freezes as the blizzard continues to swirl around you. That was an excellent turn. And you have full cover right now. So essentially cannot be attacked. Um, Now the elves turn, he used his reaction, on you so you've actually even without that chromatic orb you kind of bought this elf because she can't exactly it, yeah. can't get hit so as he like swings out at you and you return with a, like a little ball of fire in his face um, she barrel rolls like over and begins to scale up a tree and is going to try and make a stealth check okay. that is pretty good plus nine to stealth so with a 23 you watch as following your lead like kind of not necessarily following in your direct direction, but like seeing that you are kind of trying to go hide. She bolts in the opposite direction, swivels around a tree, and disappears. Um, And you would imagine she's just hiding. She's not abandoning you. That is her turn. We are now back to the Yeti's turn. Where are you? Um, And is going to look for anyone it's a natural 15 plus perceptions five that's a dirty 20 cannot see the high elf who was closest can technically like knows where you are but Mm -hmm. has to use essentially his entire let's see he has 40 foot of climb speed so you watch or i mean i guess if you are looking through the like the brush you Mm -hmm. see his body leap much higher than you expected Ah. into the air and (laughs) cling onto the tree that is like essentially right behind you and he begins to scale and like crawl and look around so
1: scary um
0: he blue eyes lock onto your position but he is one not close enough to attack and two had to use his entire action to do so that is his turn it is now zola's turn zola you have full cover and you are not open to opportunity attacks if you happen to want to use your movement
1: okay Zola seeing all these graceful elves up in the trees (laughs) and like looking (laughs) so encumbered with all of her shit.
0: So many fucking weapons (laughs) on your back right now. Clang, clang, clang.
1: I am going to reach back and take off this really fucked up rod that I just got and start like fiercely clicking around like what fucking button, what fucking button was (laughs) it? And I'm gonna try and use one of these abilities that this rod has. I'm gonna try and terrify this creature. I think that paralyzed would be more useful, but I think he's more likely to make a strength saving throw than a wisdom saving throw. So okay. that's what I'm going with. Okay. DC 17 wisdom saving throw on a failure he's frightened of me for a minute.
0: So this is the equivalent of, like, from the the underbrush that you are hiding in, sticking the rod through <laughs> it and pointing it at
1: him. I start, like, switching all of, like, the <laughs> straps that are on me and eventually just kind of lift it up and poke it at
0: him. Um, So from the tree, he looks down, makes eye contact. And what do you think, what does it look like when this, like, is casting this frightening ability?
1: I think it's just, like, the rod... Uh, shoots out a kind of like invisible, like sonic wave. But if there were a camera, it would just like zoom in on my red eye (laughs) as I'm like staring out at him from behind the brush.
0: (laughs) Whoa, I don't don't play like that. I'm not on that team. He thinks that you're hitting on him with your red (laughs) eye now. (laughs) Um, So, okay, that is, uh, he is frightened. He fails his save with an 11. Um, And you see he kind of clings to the tree um, fully intimidated by you. You have your movement and bonus action.
1: Okay. He um also can repeat that throw at the end of his next turn.
0: Okay. Good to know.
1: All right. Then I'm going to try and move like deeper into the trees, just like running through the snow. I don't know. I mean, the elves are above me, so I don't want to try and move away from them, but just kind of like deeper in the Got direction it. that they were going.
0: Okay. Give me a stealth check with advantage. Okay.
1: That was a four. That was a three.
0: Let's just say, though, you use your full 30 feet of movement. You are now essentially 70 feet from him. He cannot get to you in a single turn. <sighs> we have to hide. Clang, clang, clang. Your weapons <laughs> all banging against each other. The rod buttons. <laughs> it makes a lot of, like, adjusting noises. Damn, you're just, like, hitting the end of it, trying to get it to stop. Um, that is your turn. You're 70 feet away from this creature. Far enough that I'll say that he does have to look through the snow to find you. Okay. That is now the elves' turn. All of them are just going to hold in hiding. Um, they are keeping an eye on you to see okay. where you're going. Now it is the Yeti's turn. He's going to make a perception check as he hears you clanging through the woods okay. as you run away.
1: Hopefully I lead him a little bit away from them because I don't want him to start climbing and taking out elves.
0: You successfully do that as he rolls a 15 <laughs> um, and goes, yeah, yeah, and just <laughs> <laughs> starts um leaps from the tree and My starts plan. lumbering towards you we've had our differences wait no
1: he's frightened of me so can't he not move oh, towards
0: me yeah you know what he's frightened so he has to use his I was turn like, for a oh, save shit, i'm
1: out of stuff and then i was like wait i was out of stuff last turn that's why <laughs> and that's why he's
0: frightened, <laughs> frightened. here we go let to roll a save he rolls what was the save 17 Fortis. with um he rolls a 16. Ooh, he is still a friend. Damn, you're scary. Maybe I am a homophobe because I'm afraid of homos. <laughs> <laughs> in pride, well, Moth Yeti. We're really getting into it. <laughs> I should investigate that more. You
1: should definitely go like, read a book or something.
0: He's no longer frightened in the sense that he's actually, he's, he's frightened of himself. He's realizing <laughs> the toxic traits within him. He's not him. frightened,
1: he's daunted. He's
0: daunted and he, he wants to confront that and that's <laughs> what he's dealing with right now. <laughs>
1: He <laughs> takes this whole turn to deal with that. He does. He really fucking does.
0: He takes a turn to confront his, his um, I toxic guess he's, behaviors. To
1: be fair, just so that we aren't um, yelled at, he's just frightened of me.
0: Yes, um, but I will tell you this. He looks around with his 15 perception check from before and cannot see anyone else. But you are 70 feet ahead. You are kind of obscured with all the trees and he's frightened of you. So you actually can really do whatever you want with... A lot. I'll say this. If you roll like stealth...
1: I think rather than stealth, where you can kind of like see my red eye peering out at him <laughs> through the bushes, <laughs> He's like, damn, you're scary. I will switch the rod to the flame tongue and kind of like wave it at him um, so that he has like a flashbacks of the chromatic orb that I hit him with and say, these elves are under my protection. There's easier things to hunt out there.
0: Give me an intimidation check with advantage. Okay. And I'll tell you why after you roll this. Okay. Okay. First
1: one is a 12. Second one's a 12. Okay. <laughs>
0: So I'm gonna roll. I'll roll a Wisdom saving throw. Okay. I'll say the DC is 12. If he is actually, it technically is confidence is charisma. So I'll have him roll a charisma saving okay. throw, um, which is actually probably worse for him. Let's see.
1: It's intimidation is is charisma too. So
0: exactly. Okay, kind of a battle of, of wills here. <laughs> a battle uh, of charisma. <laughs> battle of charisma. The two. By the way, you both have minus one to charisma.
1: <laughs> I do have plus one of my intimidation rolls though, so that that
0: helps. That does help. That in gave the scenario. me the 12
1: and 7 11. <laughs>
0: Okay, he does roll a 17. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a 16.
1: I look so little. I, I sound really tiny to him. These elves are under my protection. <laughs>
0: What? He can't really <laughs> hear you. That's honestly the issue. It's the
1: blizzard. it's the blizzard. He <laughs> just like, ah,
0: winds <laughs> whipping around you. Um, I'll tell you right now, because I promised I would, even though you didn't necessarily successfully intimidate him. Uh-huh. He has a fear of fire. All yetis are afraid oh. of fire and take disadvantage on when they get hit fire by attack really with fire. Okay. So he essentially... Waving the, bla-
1: waving the flame tongue was a good thought. I just that I'm dog shit at
0: rolling. <laughs> you're, and You're really far away. It's like... It's just you don't roll like high a, and you're 70. I'm feet holding ahead.
1: up a lighter to him. <laughs> I'm over here.
0: Is kind of what you're doing.
1: I'm doing airplane uh <laughs> waving <laughs> motion.
0: Okay, okay. So now there that is a, pretty, a a solid turn. Um, the elves again hold their action.
1: I'm gonna run away. You, <laughs> I turn away. <laughs> Uh, that didn't work, so I'll just um, use my movement and get thirty more feet away, running through the woods.
0: Briefly considers a braver option and then decides to bolt. You are now a hundred <laughs> feet away from this yeti, um, and I'm going to tell you right now, even though you aren't trying to hide, give me a stealth check mm-hmm. because you are far I'm enough away. I'm hoping that
1: like the snow and everything will kind of.
0: It's there's literally a blizzard. Like he does have. I'll tell you this: he has advantage on perception checks in general, but like okay. you are far now.
1: Nineteen.
0: Nineteen. <laughs> That's so Okay, back to the Yeti's turn, because the elves are going to just hold position.
1: Okay, he gets to redo the terrify save.
0: Fails? Still terrified? (laughs) Fuck this! I'm going to just say... (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this noise! Fuck you! Fuck everyone! I need to take some time to assess my biases! This is a big day! He can't, there's, no, I'm gonna roll a perception check. I'll roll a perception check okay. to be fair so no one is, like, knows giving up on this fight.
1: <laughs> but, but you're a hundred feet away. He can't see anything. All the elves are hidden up in the trees. They all, all the
0: elves rolled over 20 for their stealth checks. They already
1: killed a couple goblins. Okay. He might just be like.
0: And that's a four and a five on his perception okay, check. Yeah. yeah, I think that you like he's like fuck this he drops down from the tree he does take a look around you you're like peering through still still waving your flame sword your eye glinting in the sh- in the snow um and he like shakes his head and you hear like a call and like hey man you're gonna miss all the goblins and he goes oh you know what it's still a win today Still win today. Still a W W for the the Yetis. Uh, (laughs) He turns and he walks back into the snowy woods. And you are out of combat by the miraculous nature of a Yeti just being absolutely terrified of you. That
1: one was rough, guys. My 39 hit points.
0: Let's be fully honest here. You, if you just decided I'm going to keep running Mm -hmm. and like every turn making a stealth check, he would not be able to catch you for... A long time if ever yeah. so just based just doing a little math here you escape this yet?
1: i kissed the rod a bunch <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like still adjusting
1: <laughs> okay i put that on my back and i guess i'll um walk over to the base of the trees where, where i last saw my elf friend
0: the only sound the whistling of the winds and the crunching of the snow beneath your feet you eventually return to where this battle started um and peer up into the trees
1: The the Yeti's gone.
0: There is a pause before you hear, like, a set of... I'm not going to do it because she um, associates whistles with treats. Um, (laughs) But just know there is a series of complex whistles that kind of are issued out, almost like bird calls. And then you hear a sliding noise as this blonde high elf slides down the tree and lands in front of you. And within moments, a few more begin to kind of appear above you and make their way down to gather. You have managed to survive this encounter, and as you guys finally get back together, the blizzard begins to slow, and the echoes of the Yeti's roars fade into the background. No more constitution saves for now to withstand the cold, but more travel tonight could put you at risk once more. The high and drow elves beat in Bruce and generally exhausted. They regroup around you, um, kind of patching up each other's wounds and checking in on each other. Um, the high elf looks out and begins to, like, once again peer at the trees and, and does another whistle call and nothing happens. And does another whistle call, nothing happens, and then goes, Dr. Flocon, come on, come on, it's over. And after a few moments, you hear the sound of like someone straining to climb through trees, like really laboriously, like Ugh! oh god, oh, uh, until finally, um, it's like are like literally, it is like Mulan, how she's like hugging the pole kind of thing. This this poor Eladrin slowly <laughs> slides down the tree and then falls on her back uh, and scrambles to get up. Can you,
1: um, speaking to the um, elf who speaks common, can you? Um, tell your friends that I say hello and my name is Gorgonzola and I don't mean any harm.
0: Uh, she turns to the elves and in elvish communicates that. And the only the only word you recognize is Gorgonzola. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after a moment, like after this Eladrin like finishes brushing off everything, she approaches you and smiles and like puts a hand forward. Not like a not like a handshake, but like to put on your shoulder kind of thing.
1: Okay, yeah, I.
0: Um, and she puts a hand on your shoulder, and there's a flash of bluish light. And when it fades, this Eladrin speaks to you in Elvish, but you fully understand um, as she has cast tongues on you so you for the next hour essentially can speak elvish to these people zola's
1: so used to uh, erta giving her back spell slots (laughs) she's like you didn't do it right
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh no that is is a different thing uh bonsoir je m'appelle dr blushtree flocon researcher at unsilicorp apologies uh, for not helping earlier. I have had a few encounters with your kind since coming to this plane and they have not been very good (laughs) but that is on me for letting my prejudice get the better of me.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I apologize for their behavior. I'm from out of town.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I apologize. I am babbling. No, no, no. no. Listen, listen. Thank you for saving my life. You certainly knew your way around the blade but did I sense you had a little bit of magical capabilities as well?
1: Yes, I'm so sorry. I'm not familiar with the dialect. What did you say your name was?
0: (laughs) Ah, Dr. Blustry Flocon.
1: Blush tree, flacon.
0: And it is spelled blush. The word blush tree, (laughs) and then the last name is F L O C O N N E. Flocon. It's Um, nice to
1: meet you. My name is Gorgonzola, and ah, pleasure. I'm sorry that uh, you know, you almost got
0: wormed up. Oh no, worries, no worries. But the magic, the magic. So you're you take your cast, correct?
1: Oh um yes yeah.
0: Fascinating. I'm a
1: student of divination.
0: Ooh, very interesting. I had heard of Orchid's Blade Singers, but you seem to have cobbled together a variety of styles to become a fighter. Um you are amateur yet effective. Tell me, have you encountered any issues with your magic in your casting? Issues? Uh, no, have you? As you're kind of responding, you see the high elf like steps forward, puts an arm in front of the allagric. What kind of issues? Um we can talk about that later when we are less out in the open. Oh. Fair. My name is Agent Fanchi Fluffra, on behalf of the Elves Beyond, merci beaucoup.
1: Oh, uh, of course, it's, I mean, the least I could do. Can I ask, where were you guys when you were captured? Were you carried a a long way away?
0: Uh, Yes, we were captured probably about 20 miles west of here. We're trying to travel to Ivaron, so... uh,
1: And is that where you're from?
0: Uh, yes, I initially, and then Dr. Blush Free Flow Cohen goes, and uh, not me, I am initially from the Feywild, actually. I am from the Winter Court. As I said, I am a researcher at uh, Court.
1: That's amazing. I have never met anyone from Feywild. Yes,
0: I would love to talk to you more about, and then before she could talk to you more, you see this high <laughs> up, is like, we are going to find some cover first. Um, right. Let's, perhaps, she looks to the trees. We might have to rest again in the trees. Um, can you climb?
1: Uh yeah, I can do my best.
0: Alright. She signals to the other elves who nod, um, and they begin to make moves through the trees. Do you follow them?
1: Yeah, I'll start um they're like gracefully climbing up and like bounding, and Zola straight up like takes out a baton, some rope, <laughs> and like sets up a blaze system. I hand on um, blush tree the rope at the bottom. Oh. Hold tight. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's it what are you doing? I don't understand. I point to another elf.
1: Make sure they hold tight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the other alpha drow goes, good luck, I guess. <laughs> um, as you guys begin to move into the trees and begin to use their large branches to carefully maneuver between the cold evergreen pines. Um, you walk for probably about 15 or 20 minutes to just kind of get a little distance from the site of this battle based on your innate knowledge of which way north is you can tell that they're kind of heading in a eastern direction um Mm -hmm. and then occasionally curving a little bit more north as they kind of find easier paths until eventually you guys find a cluster of trees that are close enough together and with enough uh, foothold slash sitting locations for people to settle down Mm -hmm. for a moment at this point the sun has descended beyond the horizon and darkness has taken the forest it's very quiet the only sounds are the occasional whistle of wind through the trees or the dangerous noises of unknown beasts that lurk beyond. Stilton has finally landed upon your shoulder now that like essentially has been kind of overseeing everything from above. But in owl form kind of cuddles up close to you trying to share some warmth. And once you are there, Fen-she, um turns to the rest of the elves and goes, Stefan, Morgana, the two of you will be on first watch. Um, Dr. Flocon, I do not know how to say this anymore. Please do not go wandering off again. I do not care whatever you saw. It is not interesting enough to risk our safety.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll be their buddy. You guys do buddy system?
0: Oh, yes, the buddy system.
1: And there's, is there five right now?
0: Well, there's technically eight of us, but honestly, I'm more than happy to be on my own if it means not buddying with, uh, and looks to the doctor. And the doctor is, by the way, give me an insight check. Okay.
1: I think Zola's excited to have met an an academic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, an intellectual. Zola's
1: like, have you, um, could you maybe be my advisor? Because I'm... Oh,
0: yes. Mine is
1: kind of a crackpot.
0: I am looking for some grad students.
1: Of 16?
0: (laughs) 16. You're getting a haters to lovers relationship between these two. (laughs) like dr flocone is exactly dr flocone is like very bashful and kind of like blinking and doing like coy winks (laughs) at uh, (laughs) Fanchi, um whereas this high elf is just like this is a job we cannot be acting like this this is a fucking job (laughs) so as you guys have this moment um with the rest of them kind of working and patching up their wounds a little bit more um, Do you have, what were you gonna say?
1: What happened? How were you guys overtaken? Where, where were you going? If, I don't mean to pry.
0: Ah, uh, give me a persuasion check. Okay. With advantage, because you have helped them so much. 15 she
1: looks or 14, 14. still pretty good ones. still <laughs> pretty good
0: um she takes a look um at the other elves the um three other high elves and three drow elves who kind of look to her and look to you and you can tell that there is a general air of suspicion this seems to be she called them the elves beyond which you kind of meet you associate being like this is clearly some sort of group mm-hmm. that works together and she looks back to you we are trying to uh, escort Dr. Flocon to Ivaram so that she may be able to report the research she has been able to recover in her travels.
1: Oh, well, that sounds like a really important mission. I'm glad that I found you guys.
0: Oui, Uh, we were unfortunately... Caught off guard by the the, the goblinoids, because someone uh, and looks to Doctor Flocon, who is uh, looking into her book, familiar and flipping the pages nonchalantly. Someone got a little too curious and uh, wandered off. Ah. But we are thankful that you have helped us get back on our way, and we plan on continue our travels north.
1: Right. How long is it gonna? take you to get back there. I'm sorry I asked so many questions. I'm not really... I've never been up here before.
0: No, it it is okay. It, the least I can do to answer your questions since you saved us. Ah, She looks north into the dark forest and you see a drow kind of looks over. Madame, based on our current position, it will add several extra days of travel if we truly wish to avoid the first mite. More if we are operating without our mounts. Um, And then another high elf nods. And Fancho goes, "Who oui, is Stefan. And Stefan goes, we are also unarmed. If these half-orc is to be trusted, they should not be the only one with the means to defend themselves.
1: Oh. Yeah, sure. Um. You're
0: carrying like ten things on a your A lot back. of weapons. Yes.
1: No, I get how it's... a. I had a bag and all the stuff was in the bag. I've been collecting stuff for a while. I lost the bag, so I know I look kind of fearsome. Um, sh- yeah, here. Why don't I just put all of this stuff out here and then, you know, n- none of us has it right now.
0: They all look to each other and um. I just nod- kind of
1: like hang up my like all my things have straps. So I just like hang it up on the tree branch <laughs> the that's kind of like-, like next to me. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like la- I put my uh, hands behind my head and lounge back.
0: Um, you finish doing that, the last one you hang up being the elves, a um, kind of scimitar. Mm-hmm. And as it goes up, you see all of them stop and their eyes go wide. And Fanchi rises from her branch and approaches it. L'Hombre where mm. did you get this?
1: You know what it is?
0: Oui, this is... Um, and blustery kind of pops up now. is like eyeing it excitedly. Legends say it was stolen from the first son of the Shadowshine family by the Chromatica. How did you acquire this? It's not cursed, is it? No, 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 no. It's a blessed weapon. Oh, well... Very blessed. Oh,
1: then you guys should have it.
0: You see that they all kind of exchange glances and fancy looks to you? Are you sure?
1: Again, I have so many, so many weapons on my back right now, but I actually, um... This was stolen from your people by a dragon, right?
0: Well, there was one of the first sons of the Shadowshime family had uh, gone on in, how do you say, scouting mission Mm -hmm. to see what the southern kingdoms were up to and on their way back went into some trouble with the dragonborn and kobolds that roam the mountains. Right,
1: right. Oh, well, here. A dwarf stole it back.
0: He's a dwarf? That's hilarious. They usually hate us. Wow.
1: This is a special dwarf.
0: Merci. And she looks to you with... Before she was very thankful, but now she's looking at you the way that someone looks at their equal. Someone looks at their peer. Mm -hmm. Um, She goes, so, you have had many questions for us. I would be wrong not to ask you. Right. What are you doing up here? If you are so far from home, what brings you north of the mountains where... To be completely honest, it's not a very welcoming environment.
1: Right. I have a message to deliver to the First Might. I hope that you can understand that it's an important message, and so I don't think I should share it. I'm sorry. But I need to find them, and I need to tell them something. And then I guess... My plans after that are kind of up in the air.
0: You see Fenchie is looking at you, seems to be understanding and not going to press you on what you're saying, but definitely is obviously like you're withholding information. Mm-hmm. I work with a group that specializes in information mm-hmm. um, and Dr. Flacone speaks up. Well, the information probably does not pertain to us because... Um, why would you not just kill us? You had the opportunity and also work with the goblins. So you're clearly not affiliated with the first mite already. So I think it's okay to to, to trust her.
1: Yeah, the goblins were going to kill me too, just so you know. Ah, uh, yes. The goblins are uh,
0: a bit psychotic, are you say?
1: <laughs> Was this your first run-in with the first mite? I'm sorry to keep...
0: No, the, the first might have been in the area for the past 20 or so years, so... Since they moved here, our kind has had many, many interactions with them.
1: And is it usually the, the goblins or the
0: orcs too? It ranges. Could be gnolls, could be giants. They, they... We had heard great things about the Kingdom of the First Might, but a lot has changed since then. So I think that, uh... Right. I think that It's hard to speak to exactly the nature of things, but they send out hunting parties all the time. They do not... They are not native to here, so they must do what they can to survive and... I do not blame them, but part of that has become persecuting my kind, and we were here first, so my.
1: Yeah, that's messed up, especially since well, I mean we were kind of kicked out of our place, so kind of weird to come to another place and then start kicking out those
0: people. Ah, yes, a cycle of hatred and violence. <laughs> um, <laughs> Doctor Flocon, <go> <laughs> looking at her book. But enough about all of this. The magic, you said. You had some comments. The way you talked about it. Have you had any issues? I don't.
1: I don't think so. I mean, everything seems to be coming out fine. Are you guys having difficulty with your magic?
0: Funchy looks to the other elves, and then back to you. Doctor Flocon had contacted the Archmage of the Elves to discuss disturbances in Zueif. And then Doctor Flocon speaks up. Yes, we are talking plain of portos. We are talking dead magic zones, wild magic wild zones, magic. surges. Well, you know. Yes. You know. Okay. This is huge. She pulls out. She begins to like, taut, like grab her bags and frantically grab through. She catches one as it almost falls off a branch and pulls it into her lap and begins to pull out some notebooks and lay them out in front of her. Um, p- putting little like trinkets and stuff to keep them from falling and to keep the winds from blowing the papers around. There is a lot of disturbances happening across the inner planes, and potentially the outer planes, though I, I do not know. In the Feywild, we are experiencing many disturbances, and I've been trying to report them, but uh, Hanselicorp is uh, not too fond of the disturbances in breaking supply chain and stuff, so I am... Um, I'm trying to get someone to pay attention. And Fancy nods. So we received her message, and... Have been escorting her so that she can report her findings, her secret findings, by the way. Goes Dr. Flocone a nod, and Dr. Fong goes, "It's interesting. It is very nice to
1: share." Okay, I have, I have heard of this actually.
0: The elves turn to you, and all focus comes in.
1: Do you guys know who Mistra is?
0: Silence. Several looks around the circle. Dr. Flocone goes. I mean, if no one else was to say it, I will say it. I know, I know, Mistra. Yes, I my findings have indicated that Mistra died long, 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 long time ago. But there is one source that claims information deviates from the assumed. A rogue Spring Court archer has claimed that Mistra's death is greatly exaggerated. They're a bit vague on the details, but the rumor is that they believe they are the Fae are her chosen people. I've tried to get in contact with them to discuss my findings, but historically relations between the winter and spring courts are less than stellar. Okay. And because of the nature of my work, I kind of needed to get out of there completely. You know, a plane or travel was the the safest way for me to continue. Got
1: it. Enough said. So, you're saying Mistress. Death itself is exaggerated, like you don't think that she died,
0: or ah, you think yes. that
1: she died... Oh,
0: I think that something else happened. I do not know what.
1: Like she went somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I feel like if magic had died, magic would be dead. And yes, there are reports that early on after the maldiction, there was a lot of times where people were still struggling to relearn and remaster, but it was there. The Force was there. So, in conclusion, she can be dead.
1: So you think Mistra is an ever-flowing font and source of magic, and there's no way that she could have died to preserve magic if she's where magic comes from?
0: I find it brings up many questions. Maybe I am not so sure if I am correct. This archface seems to believe something along the lines of what you're speaking. I am, above all, a scientist and a researcher, so I am going to find things out. But my hypothesis is that something else might have happened. Or that if she did die, perhaps our understanding of death is not so... True when it comes to those of a higher sense. Those who might be considered undying, for example. I have all these... And she begins to take out books and Fanchi's just like, let her speak. Have
1: you ever met someone who died?
0: No, because they died. I mean, I've met their dead body.
1: Because I... Recently... I had an experience and, well, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was gone forever, it was like I went somewhere, so maybe Mistra did die, but she just went somewhere.
0: There is pause as the group considers what you're saying.
1: Sorry to get heavy. This is like when you meet a bunch of people around campfire and you're talking about death within like half an hour.
0: We definitely skipped over the, uh, uh, what's it called? The icebreakers, yeah. as we call them.
1: Well, the Yeti was the icebreaker.
0: That's true. And the Yeti his size, would break ice. <laughs> she, uh, fancy that is, looks down and then looks north once more. This is all just the theory of two intellectuals. I do not know much about this scenario, but... It feels important enough to report to the High Queens.
1: So, that's your plan? Is you're going to go to the High Queen and tell her that magic is disappearing and you think Mistra might still be alive?
0: Dr. Florecone nods. Yes, I am going to report all of my findings to them and hopefully they will provide me with the uh, funding and the um, resources I need to continue to study it. I do not know necessarily the timeline but in the Fay court things were you know they move a little bit faster so things are happening a little bit more hectically over there fanchi tells me that things are not necessarily as common so there might be more time for me to study it
1: wow can i come with you to everom yeah i've never been
0: all of the elves and drow share looks
1: or do you think they wouldn't let me in
0: Historically, uh, interactions between our kind and yours have not been very positive, but you did save our lives.
1: I mean, we could we could give one of the High Queens that
0: cool sword. Uh, you returned the sword to us. I mean, that's... How old are you? Eighteen. Okay, this informs a lot of my decision-making.
1: S- but hmm. if you don't want me to come, it's okay. I will just head towards Affinage and do my best there, but... Your research intrigues me, and I think my message might have more to do with you than I initially thought. So maybe it would help if I could supplement some of the information.
0: Dr. Flocon looks overjoyed uh, <laughs> oh my goodness it would be incredible to have some sort of secondary source on this I I, you know for the longest time I've pretty much been operating out of my own sort of honestly a private time that's kind of one of the reasons why I had to leave I was kind of doing my own research on company time and trying to masquerade on company research but is I nodding. Uh, so <laughs> I, this would be very very good for me um, and she looks to Fanchi who is again kind of taking in the idea that it's like you did save them You have returned their weapon. So in terms of you being able to join them slash go to Ivarom, she seems to find that. Okay. She seems to find that acceptable. I turn to the rest. You are 18.
1: (laughs) That aren't Dr. Flacone and go, Dr. Flacone can be, you know, the um, academic side of this who says, you know, big words and gives a lot of data. And that can be a practical firsthand account of kind of what's going on with magic below the mountains.
0: Give me a persuasion check with advantage
1: hoping that it's seeming a little more straightforward and uh, briefly spoken, and Dr. Flacone will make them be like, yeah, actually, we should we send someone else in We do need a translator there, for yeah.
0: this. <laughs> With you advantage.
1: Said, okay, so it's a persuasion?
0: Yes. Okay. Nine. You see, Dr. Flacone is eagerly nodding, and the rest of the group does kind of see the benefits of potentially having someone who is going mm-hmm. to be a little bit more grounded but Fanshi puts a hand up not only because you have a message for the first might that they would not get I am worried about traveling with someone so young I am worried about traveling with someone who is related to our enemies at this moment not that I think that you are our enemy but that it is my job to be aware of the variables and traveling with you if any of their kind were to notice us or notice you, I...
1: Look, I don't know how much you know about what's south of the mountains, but I can tell you that there have been at least a dozen drow who have tried to slit my throat. So I understand we are supposed to be enemies here. But clearly, you guys have some different motivations. And hopefully you see that I also have different motivations. I'm a student... I'm trying to help. But I understand if you have to part ways.
0: I cannot stop you from traveling with us. And if everything you say is true, which I believe it is, I can see you as an asset and someone who would be welcome based on all you've done for me and the rest of the Elsbion But consider this. We are passing by Affinage. So if you do want to stop there, you can. And if you ever do come to Iverholm, know that you will be welcomed as a friend. Just say my name.
1: Thank you. And if you're passing by Afinage, you should maybe have my escort anyway.
0: Yes, I think that that would be the fastest way. And Morgana, the one who had mentioned that, essentially, it's like, this is going to take us at least a week if we, even just, if we go near Afinage, it'll take us more if we avoid it, and it'll take us even more just because we don't have our mounts anymore. Mm-hmm. She nods and goes, "We well, couldn't hurt. So, Fancy turns back to you. I have my doubts, but I will not stop you from traveling with us. Thank if you. you want to stay until Ivorom, you're welcome to, and you can try to make your case to the courts. I will do my best to vouch for you.
1: I appreciate that. In the (sighs) meantime, I guess I'll just be Blue's Tree's buddy.
0: We should probably rest for the evening. Um, We, my kind, only needs four hours.
2: Uh, Mm -hmm. We
0: would like to, that was honestly, if, if I didn't want to make it about that, like a physical thing, but you do need longer sleep than us, I assume, which is why I'm hesitant, because I don't want you to be exhausted, I don't want you to get hurt because you couldn't be rested. Right. And we do need to, and she looks at the rest of the elves, keep moving.
1: Okay, well, you rest for four hours, wake up, keep going, take my familiar Stilton with you. I will rest for eight hours. When I rise, I will have Stilton fly back to me and I will follow your path, catch up with you at sunset. Does that seem like an okay plan? That is
0: a brilliant plan. She is so smart. You don't want her traveling with us? I, it's, I, it's less, it's just that she's very young and she does not have the same rest schedule as us. It. For travel purposes, we are already dealing with someone who is... Actively sabotaging our travels. In- I'm setting up my bedroll, <laughs> shaking it, shaking
1: my pillow out against the tree.
0: The two of them continue to argue as the rest of the elves um, continue to settle in um, and begin their trance. As all of them essentially know that they need to keep moving, especially given the fact that an entire goblinoid hunting party was killed in their travels south. If they don't report back, Someone is going to recognize that they did not come back. Right. So, yeah, you have the evening. Is there anything you want to do before you take a long rest?
1: Um, as everyone's kind of start- starting to trance, I'll just lean over to Fenchi and say, is it, is it safe for me to walk down on the ground? There's not like a worm's going to come up and eat me or something.
0: I would prefer that you stay in the trees, but... And she looks around. As of right now, I don't see anything. The worms are easy to find. They... And leave a melting trail of snow in their wake, so... Okay,
1: just I have to take a away. piss. Okay. <laughs> hop down.
0: Oh, I seize the peace so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, just walk like a couple trees away so that I have a little bit of privacy, and okay. I'm going to make some calls.
0: <laughs> okay, who are you calling <laughs> first?
1: First I will call Captain Sticks and Cicero's. Okay. Captain Sticks, Cicero's, call me when you get this message. Silence. Zola shoves that emotion down.
0: Classic team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, next, I'll call Barley.
0: Okay. There is a brief pause. Uh, what do you, What would you like to say?
1: Barley, it's Zola. Checking in. Just wanted to let you know, no food as good
0: as yours up here. I never doubted it for a second, honey. How's it going? You
1: okay? It's good. Look, I got to call Smite. I just wanted to say hi.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold, uh, hold on. He's actually upstairs. Hold on. Uh, there's The sound of footsteps in the background. Um, uh, and then the sound of footsteps again. He wants me to take the phone upstairs. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> upstairs again. Um, you hear a door opening and some back and forth conversation. That's like a little muted. That's like, yeah, hey, she's on the phone for you. You know, you gotta pick up. I'm busy. I gotta let. Zola! What the fuck's up? I haven't heard from you in forever. Are you okay?
1: I'm okay. I'm in the woods with a bunch of elves right now. Not Fuck. far from my home.
0: Elves. Elves are pretty cool. Craziness. Yeah.
1: How is everything by you? How is the evacuation going? I mean, is everyone okay? Have you heard from Brigid? Kittle? Uh, Crystal?
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, a lot of- Okay, hold on. Uh, I'm gonna take it slow so I don't run out of words and nothing gets cut- Pause as he collects his thoughts. Uh, Evacuations are going well. Uh, It's all small scale, so we've been lucky enough to avoid any sort of detection so far. There's a pause again. Kittle has made some significant breakthroughs (laughs) with the internet.
1: My hand starts trembling. (laughs)
0: can't go into details, Um but...
1: Can't because you don't know how it works? <laughs> I
0: don't understand it. <laughs> I don't get it, and I'm suspect of it immediately. Me too. The government has also contacted her since mm-hmm. she is still at the university. She mentioned to me... And he pauses to make sure the message goes through. <laughs> that they want her to step up and take on the role for the Artificer's Academy at the university. Oh my replacing Suladet. Like Dad.
1: be a TA?
0: Yeah, like be a TA, but I think that they're not planning on paying her for that. <laughs> maybe they're going to come like her. Like an adjunct? I think it's like an adjunct. They might she should her. turn
1: that down. I
0: agree, that's what I said, but then she was saying that maybe it would be a good way to have some ins on the what's going on oh, there. that's
1: true. If she could sabotage the equipment. That's a dangerous position.
0: I'll keep in contact with her. Chrysalix is also... Doing great. And this time I'm not saying it as a I'm unsure and don't understand thing. She's really becoming confident with her magic. I'm proud of her. Jerry is Jerry. Yeah, I didn't (laughs) ask about Jerry. He's got his own, (laughs) I just thought you should know that he's got his own garrison now. And he keeps on calling himself Pissant the Lesser. I don't know what that means. So the garrison? I think, yeah, the, damn. I'm going to have to call him after this.
1: He has a sending stone. <laughs> What's his number?
0: You don't want that number.
1: No, I do. <laughs> no, I you do. don't. <laughs> I really do. I'll
0: contact him and ask him if I can get okay, it Okay,
1: so tell him I said hi. I will,
0: I will. <laughs> um, he pauses for another second, giving more time to go through. Um, you asked about the evacuations. You asked about essentially the Order of the Falling God. Is there anyone else you're asking about?
1: Have you gotten to talk to Marfin yet?
0: Marfin is... No longer available. Flay has shut down his store and seems to be sending people in to investigate for him.
1: Is, I mean, have you, have you seen him? Have you, He's not...
0: I've made no contact.
1: Okay. I talked to him on the phone a little bit ago. How long? Uh, can I do plain R math in my head?
0: our math in your head because I talked to
1: him while I was in the plane of fire
0: technically it would have just been it like would a have two, two, yeah a day or two days ago
1: like a day or two ago he I mean he sounded worried about me but he was alive
0: well that's good news um he's been relatively and I don't mean this as a criticism unhelpful because he <laughs> has been away for so long
1: right okay well
0: I'll keep an eye out
1: There's so much I've learned that I have to tell you. Maybe too much for a sending stone call, but I'm safe, and I let the call end, and then... And I think I'm going to get to my mom soon.
0: Happy to hear it. You deserve closure. And... I'll take care of everything down here. Things are going pretty well with the evacuations, and in the Veridantes, we're making some progress with the Zuhet Sandaria about trying to get people to be more accepting of the refugees.
1: I know you have a lot on your plate, but I wanted to see if I could get you to complete an errand.
0: One last job?
1: Kind of like... One Last Job Part 2.
0: Thank God. I hope they never actually end. Like the Fast and Furious plays that come out every year.
1: I love those. They keep making more. They're just in a different part of Amaralia every, time. every Ed, time, but it's the same car noises. Same car noises.
0: Same carriage noises. Same carriage noises. <laughs> same carriage noises. They sometimes will add things to like other vehicles, but it's always the same thing over and over again. But I love it. But I love it.
1: Okay. Do you remember the library? Of course. There was a book there. I have a lot of clues that aren't quite connecting. And I think there's something I missed. Okay. There's a book in the Leoniel Mages library called The Gem Undying. I think it might be what Limburger's in.
0: Shit. Um, so this was in that secret library that you went in?
1: Right, the one at the university.
0: Okay, and, uh, I totally know how to get to it, but just in case Kittle doesn't, how did you get into it?
1: Right, I I take the time, I go through the puzzle a little bit, um, I tell him about the spells and stuff and where it is in the, and where it is in the library.
0: I rolled a seven on his intelligence check. Okay, yeah, 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 I'm sure Kittle will figure it out.
1: Okay. Great. And
0: now that you've explained it, I feel like I can also explain it to Kittle.
1: I think Kittle can solve a puzzle. So
0: she's. I feel like the internet is just one big puzzle. She's so. smart.
1: Um, speaking of Limburger, I lost him and the shard.
0: There is a long pause um, in which nothing happens,
1: and now is where you say something supportive to me.
0: <laughs> I, using I statements is important, Brigid taught me.
1: You said that part over the phone, and I think you didn't mean to.
0: Shit, I gotta learn not to <laughs> press the button. Starting over. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad the shard is gone.
1: What? No. You That's not supportive.
0: Be <laughs> it's, it smelled bad, okay. man. It smelled bad. What do you want me to say? All
1: right, thanks for your support.
0: Okay, listen. Are you okay?
1: Kind of. Yes.
0: Do you know where it went? The Astral Sea. <laughs> There's just a, you still have a hand on the button, still you hear some mutter of like fuck, fucking fuck. Okay.
1: But I do know how to get there. Great. You just have to die. You know? So that's where I'm at.
0: Okay. Oh hold on. Hold on. There's another long pause. Don't do that.
1: Too late. Oh my
0: god.
1: And I made a deal with a god.
0: Zola! <laughs> oh! You hear a call from is everything okay out there? No, honestly no, Barley. <laughs> okay. What was the deal?
1: I promised Groomsh that I would help him basically link up with limburger and the shard and then pave his way you know to um commandeer the world when he comes down to emeralia good but i think i can find a loophole I'm gonna have Marfin take a look at the contract.
0: Yeah, that would maybe be good. Anybody who's smarter than me should take a look at that contract. Well, Zola, I just wanted
1: to fill you in. Zola,
0: are are you okay? Like for real now, don't answer it with the first way you answered it, which was like fine, I guess.
1: Things have been kind of crazy, but also everything's becoming a lot clearer to me. I think I'm starting to figure out what's going on and I just, just gotta find my mom, man.
0: I'll see if I can get in contact with Marfin. I'll see what I can learn about the Astral Sea. I'm kind of thinking, or at least hoping, you don't have to die to get there, but I will no, update No, I'm sure you. that there's
1: a different door. But try and find that book, The Gem Undying. Okay. I, I need to know more about Nula, the Voidmaker, that gem, where it comes from, and anything you can find about Gangren, the dragon.
0: Okay. I will contact Kittle and we can plan another university heist.
1: Be safe. (sighs) Maybe Marfin can. I don't know. Well, I can contact him by my speaking phone, so maybe I can get him to draw Flay's eyes to him for an afternoon or something while you guys go.
0: I promise you that her eyes are already drawn on him. Fair. So I will. I'll do my best to recover. And you see, he's kind of transitioning into that, like, uh, his, his badass land scorcher code language. <laughs> to, uh, I'll, uh, I'll see if I can gather that intel, um, and then I will report back.
1: Okay, comms are open.
0: Oh, great. I mean, over and out. Bye. Are you really okay?
1: I will be soon.
0: Call me. Okay. This phone goes silent.
1: And then I will call Marfin. Marfin.
0: Please roll a d20 for me.
1: Okay. Interesting. Right, 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 right. Because he's in a different little plane. 12. Okay. Marfin, I'm safe. So much to tell you. Too much for stones. Can you scry on me?
0: Looking at the language of scry, you can see and hear a particular creature you choose that is on the same plane of existence as you. Mm. There is a brief pause for Marfin Responds. Zola, glad to hear your voice. A little tied up right now. will scry when I can. Are you safe?
1: Yes, that's the first thing I said. Are you safe?
0: I'm an Archmage. I'm both always and never safe. How's NP? NP is honestly doing very well. She is safe in the cabin. She's protected from scrying and all divination abilities. I believe that Flay is trying to track me down to find her.
1: Okay. Call me if you need me. And call me when you can. we
0: Will do. And it's probably the... Give me an insight check. Because this is the shortest Marfan has really ever been with Zola, I feel right. like.
1: Yeah, I'm worried about him. Um, 14. 14.
0: He's not trying to deceive you, mostly because his mind is a little preoccupied. Marfin does seem very, very worried. And the fact that he wasn't even really, like, he answered your call, which meant he was able to, in the sense that he's like had access to a speaking stone and had at least a few seconds to have this conversation. But he was curt enough that he was clearly trying to, he didn't have that much time. And he clearly maybe didn't want to convey exactly what was going on.
1: Okay. Call Smite if you need help. He has a sending stone, you know. Don't be an isolationist.
0: I'll reach out.
1: Okay. Sola pockets her speaking stone. And then goes back up into her tree branch.
0: Okay. You pocket the speaking stone. You join the elves who you see are all now... Similar to you've seen Brigid, um, though maybe in terms of form slightly differently because they're from different cultures, they are all now kind of sitting peacefully, trancing, eyes closed, um, each of them diving back into their many past lives as they regain their rest.
1: I cuddle up with Stilton and tell him that in the morning he should travel with them and then come back and get me when I'm up, that I'll ping him. Good boy
0: nuzzles into you and the two of you fall asleep and you get a long rest (sighs) thank the lord morning comes in the form of a 4 a.m wake-up call so you're not like fully rested yet but you wake up because you're aware enough to watch the elves um finish packing their things um it looks like they've you know in general because they have very few things to even carry i mean like when they were bandaging their wounds as i mentioned they were tearing off parts of their clothing and wrapping up their wounds they like they don't have medical gear and stuff like that fanchia now has the scimitar um kind of tied to her waist you see that the various other elves have foraged and have not only gotten what looks like some like like a crocus you know like some edible flowers and things Mm -hmm. like that and like some nuts things that they've been able to find for food and rations but they've also been it looks like Carving pieces of like thick wood into weapons. Mm. Um, and, and I guess give me an insight check.
1: Okay. Five.
0: I mean, I guess it's just surprising that th- these folks are so like tenacious survivalists. You never mm-hmm. clocked elves as being like, I mean, Brigid, certainly, but Brigid is a wood elf. You know, right. she lives in the jungles. You expect her to be very like crafty and Mm -hmm. like survivalist but these elves are all dressed if not for the fact that they are clearly like their outfits are kind of ruined from being captured they're all dressed like warriors and not like rangers so Mm -hmm. it's a little surprising to watch them be so efficient in nature but they pack up their things and you see fanchi notices that you are awake ah i you're still resting
1: i'm gonna keep sleeping for a little
0: bit but Take... You're on, you're me, oh. sorry
1: take the rod to uh just leave me the sword are you sure yeah yeah i i have enough to be going on i've um, I hung up all my weapons except for the gun, which I've got tucked in my back pocket very unsafely.
0: Thankfully it doesn't look exactly like a gun. So if it, it does look like a weapon of sorts, but I like... just don't
1: want to teach anymore about this. <laughs> <laughs> about this. Uh, I don't have time to do a gun safety lesson, so I can't give that so to you can't anyone. Give them the gun. But I, I hand them the rod and I do a little button explaining in my sleep. I might get them a few of them mixed up because I'm really sleepy.
0: You're like this one's the battering ram and you click it and it's like the fear ram. you see one of them is like ah! <laughs> Um uh, Oh Merci. You guys should you be are... armed.
1: Just, you know, please don't run away from me with it.
0: <laughs> Understood. Thank you. Once again. Yeah. Um, what
1: direction are you going?
0: She looks north, kind of directing you a little bit off center, you know, essentially being like northeast, but only by a few degrees. We have decided to shave off some time and go closer to Affinage, than steer out of the way. Perhaps we will be able to ambush some unsuspecting hunting party and take their wargs if we need, but
1: mm. it will fun.
0: cut off some time from our journey. So we will be heading north in that direction.
1: Okay, well, you know, every couple of miles, maybe give me a little slash in a tree or something so I can follow you.
0: Understood. She turns and, without another word, signals to the other elves who finish packing their things.
1: And Stilton hops onto Blush Tree's shoulder.
0: Oh, you are so cute. Packs him. A little familiar. (laughs) Oh, oh, you are so cute. Uh, Just is petting this um, little owl, even though Stilton is like, pecking and doing that um hey, you play with mine um and tosses the book into the air and the two kind of start like <laughs> flutter fighting around her. Um, still
1: in no tearing out pages
0: harmony as he <laughs> clenches his talons into the book and begins to shake it and they head off um and you can finish your long rest and okay. awakening probably around like a little after sunrise i okay. would say warm colors bathing these trees um, as the storm has passed and the little sunlight that can peek through this evergreen canopy awakens our hero uh, before you roll your points i just want to say that because dr flocon did not cast tongues on you again this morning mm-hmm when she spoke to you it was in the most broken comment that you have ever heard uh it was very hard to understand but she you did get that she was like, like oh owl. of course this <laughs> is like, just a few little words that she remembers um and yeah you can uh roll your portents as well this morning Port- oh yeah <laughs> get them away from me <laughs> cool zola as you are awakening waking from and I don't think we've ever described this, but I've been at least thinking about how anytime you're not having visions from the fucking beyond, mm-hmm. um, your portents are kind of your your dreams that day. So it's like whatever you use your portent on, like you kind of get a flash of it in your head. It's like deja vu. Exactly. Um, but as you awaken, um, kind of waking from those dreams, foreseeing potential realities, one thing you could have never expected was... Something fluttering towards you through the trees, p- 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 very quietly. A little paper, paper bird. bird that f- f- Tinder f- dick lands before you and then unrolls into a piece of parchment.
1: Greetings, Carrier. Carrier? Geez. I was pleased to hear that you had recovered the artifact. A meeting on neutral ground is indeed in order. Let us convene in the stellar stronghold at Harvest Peak. Bring the artifact. Signed, Lord Grimwald Tinderdick.
0: And Zola, you would know that dot, Harvest dot. Peak... <laughs> He's a boomer. He's a boomer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's just dot dot dots throughout. Greetings, Carrier.
0: Greetings, Carrier. Dot 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 I was pleased to hear that you had recovered the art- artifact. Dot 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 dot. Uh, He's cannon, old. Cannon. He's definitely <laughs> typing like a boomer. Uh, and Zola, you would know Harvest Peak is a holiday. It is like the... Oh. It is the equivalent of halloween in this world where they're like gathering all of the 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 harvest that has come in oh that's the
1: holiday where all the kids would throw eggs at me
0: yes that is exactly the holiday (laughs) you (laughs) i wonder if
1: they do that everywhere
0: (laughs) eggs eve is a paddlewick unique holiday Um, Throw eggs at Zola Eve. <laughs> That's so fucking mean. <laughs> the idea that Priya that, that entire time has been like Hinata style, like off to the side, like been like oh Zola, like so sad but not stepping <laughs> in. Um, anyway, so She's you know that praying. is in about two weeks' time, actually. Mm. So, uh, and I'll let you actually. You don't. You haven't heard of the Stellar Stronghold, like off the top of your head, but why don't you give maybe me a history in the check? Almanac? Yeah, like maybe in your readings you might have come across it. So. You can roll for that, and we will determine how much you have uncovered from this Tinderdick transcribe transcript.
1: I have plus four to history because of my readings. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, so it was so right in front of me. And the gummy dice numbers are so They're so clear. bold. They- plus,
1: it's like, it's modeled blue and white, and a three is just totally on the white. Yeah, it's, it's just
0: it's like, just no mistake dice. In that. I don't need to even question what you well, rolled. Well, so it's a seven. So with it's a the seven.
1: Plus four. Uh, I don't know where that is. But You've
0: never heard of it.
1: I guess I could probably call and ask someone.
0: Yeah. You feel like that is... He's talking about it colloquially enough that perhaps someone of a higher intellect slash, like, someone who, and by higher intellect, I mean someone who has been educated, not, like, you know, in some formal, actual, like, history, would be able to tell you exactly where this is.
1: Also, I don't know if, you know, how much Zola gathers from this kind of brief message, but Greetings Carrier <laughs> is um so dickish that Zola is going to assume that this is a location that would be close to him.
0: He is certainly, the way he has written this is certainly taking the it's like I very got confident tone and then changing it to be like, oh, yes, thank you for doing that for me. Yes, yeah, you are. Yeah, you
1: can bring it.
0: Yeah, here. yeah. So I'm going
1: to assume that it's like next door to his
0: house. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still Stronghold is what he calls his own tower or something. <laughs> uh, I, I I'll confirm that that it's not his, the name of his tower. But um, yeah, you can follow up on that either by phone call or by just your own research. but. Yes, you get this little letter, and then once it finishes, it, like, deanimates. No more magic left in it.
1: All right. While I have a second, um, because, you know, I'm kind of getting ready. I'm having a little bit of um, the rations that Erza gave me and, like, tying up my snow boots and stuff. I'm going to do a little bit of my homework to send off.
0: Oh, I love to hear it. (laughs) Um,
1: Dreams have been quiet lately. Maybe, perhaps because I grow stronger in the waking world.
0: Um, somewhere when that arrives back in <laughs> in the <laughs> university, something must be going on in the stars. <laughs> <laughs> prevent your divination keep trying my prodigy
1: um sending that one off and do you I don't know if you told me how many paper birds I got but did I get like a bundle of them like how many do I have yeah
0: you got like a I think we didn't give you an exact number but I'm saying that you had enough for what you would consider this long travel and though I don't think (laughs) I don't think in canon you mentioned how long your study abroad is I think that you have been given I'll say you've been given you've been sending kind of Regular updates in the sense that every few days, maybe like a month's supply. I mean, does that make sense? Based on how often you're sending them, you think that you could maybe send enough to last you a month.
1: Okay. All right. I'm going to send one more paper bird off.
0: Mm. After your homework is set. After said.
1: my homework address to Gianni Parma of Paddlewick.
0: Oh, my God, guys. It's her dad. <laughs> I haven't thought about him in forever. What do you say?
1: I'm um, taking out my pen and um, writing carefully. Um, Johnny Parma, parentheses, dad. Hi, dad. Long time no talk. I'm in college now. It's going so well. I'm having so much fun. Seeing so much of the world. And don't worry, I'm staying safe. I think I might come home for fall break soon. Could I stay? Can I bring my laundry? Love you, Gorgonzola.
0: Tears stream down my face in audio format. <laughs> Absolutely adorable. P.S. Do you know where... <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to fucking say? They pre-typed this letter, <laughs> so they're now typing more? <laughs> Meaning that this was not planned.
1: P.S. Have you heard of Stellar Stronghold? Just wondering. Sting
0: your dad. <laughs> dad, do you know directions for the stellar stronghold? Oh, yeah. You're going to. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you <laughs> you write up this letter. You fold it up following the and lines. I, I press
1: it against my heart and then I let it fly free.
0: Flies off into the morning light.
1: And then I'll hop down and get ready to truck on.
0: Okay. So you know direct north. So in terms of survival checks, we'll say that you can roll with advantage. You're trying to track which direction they went give me we'll just do here's what we're gonna do we have to roll encounters but we don't have to roll a lot of encounters if you roll high enough on this roll so okay. roll a roll a survival check and you get advantage with this okay
1: 17
0: 17 okay so they have a four hour head start on you mm-hmm. um so that would have translated into four encounters okay. but Because you rolled in the highest quarter, you were only going to have to roll one of the four. So roll a d20. You are trying not to get a five or lower. Okay. Seven.
1: I really thought it was a nat
0: one. (laughs) I really did as well. I had my nat
1: one face on. (laughs) You had
0: your nat one face on, and I only saw a line. So I was like, that could be anything. The seven
1: on this is so deceiving because it's silver numbers on a gray dice. So it's like, huh?
0: Keegan, that number keeps us guessing, out of all of them. With seven, you trudge through the snow, trying to stay quiet, and in general, you don't encounter anything. You occasionally hear a roar in the distance, the rustling of the trees above as small critters scamper through. Now that you've walked for several hours in the morning light, Why don't you give me a perception check as you are trying to track down these allies of Mm -hmm. yours. 21. 21. Scanning, you look forward... First, like, you're looking ground level through the trees, kind of scanning around, and then it occurs to you that with their nimbleness, they might just be using the trees. Yeah, right, so I'm you, starting to
1: look for, like, footmarks and where they might have knocked some bark off.
0: You do indeed look up and you see that a slash mark has been left over one of the branches, signifying that you are indeed moving in the proper direction. They might be still a little bit ahead of you, mm-hmm. but for now, you're like, I'm going to catch up to them. Okay. Now, I'm going to roll an encounter check for them because they have been traveling.
1: Right, and they might have run into some shit.
0: Right, so they get to roll survival check with advantage. They have to roll... Because of their survival check, they have to roll twice instead of four times. That is a five. Zola. Wandering northward, hearing that soft whistling, coupled with the quiet crunching of boots through the snow, you begin to even though it's a little cold and you're still feeling a little tired, that I definitely took a lot out of you yesterday. You're starting to get that Zola wonder back. You're enjoying the beauty of the area. You're watching the occasional sparkle of snow as it catches the light through the trees. When you see on the ground, like kind of gathered amongst what looks like some um, larger trees that have kind of obscured a a lot of the area, um, Fanshi, and the other elves. They are kind of, like, it looks like they're walking around an area, kind of inspecting some things.
1: Um, I'll give a little whistle. Like a um, soft whistle.
0: You do a soft whistle. Fancy turns immediately and nods to you and kind of nods for you to come over. Uh, and as you approach, you see that they have gathered around what looks like a campsite. Um, but you see that they were not the ones using it. Unfortunately, whoever was using it previously hadn't been able to move when that blizzard came in you see two goblins literally frozen to this bugbear um there's like some of them are uh, they seem to be blue chilled but um only one of them seems to be actually like robin's egg blue the rest of them are all their standard kind of yellowish greenish Mm -hmm. colors um a hobgoblin huddles before a long dead fire, head tucked between their legs, snow burying them slightly. A few other ice corpses are found quickly as you survey the scene, half buried in the snow. It looks like either the hunting party from before, or another hunting party was caught out in the conditions, and whatever mounts they may have had have either escaped or been eaten. We should
1: take their weapons and supplies and move along.
0: Fungie nods. Hey then signals to some of the others and you watch as as they are definitely stripping these people of like whatever useful items they find essentially now equipping the rest of your party now they are all able to defend themselves officially even though they all had like sticks and stuff mechanically speaking <laughs> those would break on like a second attack <laughs> um, you see that they manage to gather a number of supplies that will help on their journey and then they take the time to bury these individuals not in very deep graves or anything but the elves beyond work together combined with um like they like they nod to blustery who's like using cantrips to help like clear places and Mm -hmm. like move some earth and stuff like that and they take the time to bury these goblins and then once they finish they like nod to fanchi and fanchi nods solemnly and goes it is Dangerous to leave dead out in the forest.
1: Why? Because something will come along and eat it?
0: Give me a perception check. On sight or? This is based on hearing, actually.
1: Okay. 18. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Mm -hmm. Was that one of you?
0: Then she looks around. What? I didn't hear anything.
1: Someone giggling.
0: Her eyes widen. She whistles, and you watch as the rest of the group immediately arms up and gets ready. Where did you hear it from?
1: Um, Can I point in the direction? Was it like in my ear?
0: It felt like it was maybe like 15 feet away amongst the trees that you had just come from, actually, as if it was behind you. I point. All of the elves begin to take up positions. What is it? As you ask that question, you see through the kind of trees, a flicker of light pass behind some of them. You look and you see another. The elves begin to circle up. Will-O-Wisps, I need you to roll initiative.
1: Sixteen.
0: Sixteen. Oh boy.
1: Will-O-Wisps, like, is that what you call fireflies?
0: <sighs> Think of, like, if fireflies wanted to actively kill you and were not flies but spirits.
1: Oh, we don't have those.
0: Yes, you probably don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just have normal
0: fireflies. <laughs> not at all related. <laughs> There is some theories that suggest that <laughs> in in <laughs> Elvis says she has not cast songs on you, trying to insist that. Alright, here we go. Blush Tree actually rolled a natural 20. Oh,
1: shit. <laughs> Blush Tree just, like, loves Will-O-Wisps and, like, immediately was like, it must be them. <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: beautiful. Uh, takes out her notebook. Um, next up will be actually Yuzola and then the rest of the elves beyond, led by Venci. So,
1: Anyone got uh, anything useful against them in particular?
0: Doctor Flocon runs over to you and goes, says something Mm -hmm. very, very ecstatically, and puts a hand out um, to touch you again.
1: Yes, please.
0: (laughs) Always ask for consent. um, And I
1: consent blanket. You can you can cast tongues on me anytime.
0: (laughs) She casts haste on you. Oh. Uh, Or that. That that is her action. You have a plus two bonus to AC. You have advantage on deck saves and you get an additional action on your turn. However, that action can only be used to take one weapon attack if you plan on using to take an attack action on it. It's not two, it's just one extra attack. So that is her turn. She goes, bon chance. And then she hides behind you. (laughs) That is your turn. You currently do not see any of them approaching you. You just saw a few of them flickering in the woods around you.
1: Um, I lean into the professor. Um, I mean, are they endangered? Should I try and kill them, or should we just try and run away?
0: She turns to you and speaks in Elvish. <laughs> and then she goes, "They're bad. They are bad. Don't fall. For- no. They are not in- endangered." Okay, what? I'm gonna run
1: forward and. <laughs> And one with my sword. Just try and, like, uh, <laughs> thrust my sword into uh, where I last saw one in the woods.
0: Okay. Uh, you roll with disadvantage because you cannot see them yet. Actually, okay. you know what? Let me see. Nope. They'll just get cover, I'll say. So you can roll with an attack. You did see the bushes they were in.
1: Okay. 22.
0: Okay, that does hit, actually. As you slam your... Like, you literally... It's like trying to scare an animal out of a bush or, like, you see like a bug went under, a, like, a chair and you're trying to not get it to come out. You slam your blade down into these bushes uh, and you do feel a little...
1: <coughs> <laughs> weird, like, scream. Stop giggling. That's 16 damage on that one.
0: You now see, as your blade... It literally slices through and there's, like, a spark of magical energy. What looks like this... Ball of just yellowish light, beautiful, almost like a lens. Does it seem
1: to like come back together after I? Yeah, hit it, it like
0: rejoins. It doesn't split into two, but it does like kind of coalesce in this little spirit that giggles <laughs> once more.
1: Do I get the feeling like I landed anything or no?
0: Yes, you do feel like you you hit it to an extent for okay. sure.
1: All right, well then I'll swing at it again.
0: Okay. It's
1: a nat twenty. <laughs> Good, cause I crit. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, cause it had, it had cover, but now it you cut through the cover and you can see it. Right.
1: 25 damage.
0: There is a, <laughs> and then <laughs> it disappears as you destroy this will-o'-wisp. You have an additional attack slash, a- uh, action on your turn.
1: Uh, just looking over at Fenshi, is this our direction?
0: Fenshi looks back to you cause she is sound like looking at her other people. No, that's is, east-south. That is we are heading north.
1: Okay, then I'm gonna r- try and <laughs> run over and if I can reach the other one.
0: Okay, Um, you turn and look and you do not see the other one. You can try and make an attack. You have the, like, you can run in the direction and make an attack with disadvantage if you would like.
1: Okay, yes, I will.
0: All right, last attack on this turn.
1: The odds are good.
0: The odds are good.
1: Seventeen? <laughs>
0: That does not hit. Ah, okay. You swipe into it, and you just hear <laughs> another giggle.
1: I don't like that. We know. Do they, they always giggle, or are these weird ones?
0: They're they they are evil spirits. They they are pretty much always giggled. Yes, it's very disturbing. It's honestly, if we're being if we're being real, it's a little. Uh, uh, the uh, the other word is chuji. Uh, for they they just the laughing is it's. Kind of overdone. It's cringe. It's cringe. It's cringe. It's cringe. <laughs> Dr. Falcone, it's cringe. <laughs> um, that, well, your guys' turn. <laughs> it is actually now going to be the Beyond's turn. Okay. They circle up and they're going to ready actions. Mm-hmm. Um, it is now the Will-O-Wisp's turn. Coming out of invisibility, you see a dozen of these lights. <laughs> Kind of swirling in, oh. like trying to circle through. That's um, <laughs> <you're>, like two. <laughs> easy. <laughs> um, the group begins to take on essentially the like half of them, like okay. six of them, trying to fend them off, but six swarm around you, Blustery, and Fanchi. Um, well, five. You've killed one of them. Cool. Um, <laughs> these four. Two each, they suck onto like you guys as if they're like little, I think they're called burrs. Those little things you find in woods mm-hmm. that catch on you. Um. They like, and then there's a electric blast. Ooh. And let's see if they can
1: hit you. So I have plus two to AC, so my AC is 18.
0: Neither of them hit you as the electricity. Honestly, what happens is like you raise your blade as a conductor and the electricity just shocks through it, but does you no harm. And then you see that it giggles. I
1: divert it (laughs) like an avatar. The lightning through the fingers (laughs) through my
0: sword into the sky. (laughs) And it shoots off and explodes into a tree nearby. Um, Everyone looks at you and is like, absolutely epic fucking sick. I hope
1: there were no squirrels in that tree. You guys have squirrels?
0: (sighs) Oh... They are sacred. <laughs> Rest in peace to that squirrel. You see a squirrel like like what if you've ever seen a squirrel on a power line that gets electrode like fully frozen no! in place. Uh, <laughs> that is its turn. They these two are still visible. Um, the other ones are gonna attack Fanshi and Blush That is going to be one hit on her. On Fenchi. On Fanchi. She takes nine lightning damage, putting her at 69 HP and then two are going to attack bloodstream both of those would hit but she's going to cast shield to block one of them as she throws up an arcane barrier one of the like literally scatters against it and kind of disappears um and like floats above her as the other one the shield comes down and the other one hurdles into her chest and is going to hit her for seven damage and now she has to roll a dc 10 con save or she will drop Haste. Oh no. Yes, and then you will lose a turn because, mm-hmm. unfortunately, haste is be like that. She rolls a natural 18. No nice. problem. She holds the spell as the electricity courses through her, and you hear her swearing in Elvish. Nice. That is the their turn. It is now going to be back to the top. Blustery's turn. She is going to just cast. She's going to cast magic missile and just hit the one that is attacking her.
1: Also, all of those elves were holding actions, right? Do they Are they going to use it now that-
0: They essentially, that when out? the willowis came into um, range, okay. they started attacking. Gotcha. Okay. So I'll actually, you know what? That is a good point though for Fanchi and Blustery. I'll say that they can use their, or rather not Blustery, but Fanchi, I'll say that she can use her action to attack wow. the one that came near her. Oh. That she does, she does indeed hit and an ally is within flanking position. That is you, assuming you count her as an ally. I flank. Um, And so she's gonna get sneak attack. Nice. Yes, 18 sneak attack damage, plus the damage from the scimitar, which is an additional, not that great, but good enough. 23 damage to, as she takes out the scimitar and slices upwards and fully cleaves through that Will-O-Wisp and scatters it. So another one down and then blustery will use her turn to cast magic missile you see that she begins to flip through the pages of her book familiar and reads a line as the words they literally glow and hover off the page and then shoot out as little missiles and she deals 12 damage to the one that had hit her um, it's looking pretty hurt, if you can tell. What a ball of light looks like when it is hurt, <laughs> a little uh, dimmer. Yes, actually, your uh, your eye definitely clocks that this light looks a little bit dimmer, um, as these maleficent spirits continue to laugh and laugh. Um, that is now going to be your turn, Zola.
1: Okay, swinging at these light folks. Thirteen plus twelve.
0: Correct. That will
1: five
0: hit. Five and seventeen plus twelve. Both hit.
1: Cool. On one, 15 damage.
0: Okay, looking pretty hurt as you slice through. There's another flash of light, and this creature um, looks dimmer for it.
1: Okay, again on that one, 14 damage.
0: 14. With another swift set of blows, you cut through and disintegrate this Will O Wisp. You still have another attack.
1: Yes, I have another action right? That's correct. And my bonus action,
0: and your action surge. You honestly could just take a. You could do a million things. I'm like,
1: Hold on, everyone.
0: <laughs> just super <laughs> saiyan.
1: Oh, also, do I see um, Stilton? I rejoined with Stilton, right?
0: Yes, Stilton. It has like. I would say that the moment you walked over to them, Stilton rejoined you, so kind of is hovering above everyone. Uh, Panic, big yellow eyes looking around. Stilton
1: is just, like, flying over our heads, like, angrily flapping at, like, any that get near us. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not attacking, but just, like, uh, rustling their feathers. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'll just take another attack. I think that's where I'm best used right now. I don't want to run away from these light wimps.
0: The one in front of Fanchi does look hurt. So if you take a swing, you might be able to finish it off her.
1: 23.
0: 23. That will hit.
1: So satisfying to <laughs> add plus 12 to everything. 17 damage.
0: You finish off another one of these willows as it bursts into light. Uh, Blustery looks at you and goes, oh, merci. Uh, and um, begins to flip open the pages and continue to focus on haste. How
1: do you say you're welcome? Derrienne. Derriere.
0: <laughs> I. It's... That means mean something else, but we'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> that is your turn. It is now the elves beyond. Um, you see that a number of these willow whips have begun to focus around one of the more injured high elves, the one you recognize to be Morgana. Um, they manage to, in their turn, take her down, though it is all of them swarming in on her. The other elves beyond begin to like try and like block them off, but she goes down. She is unconscious and dying this round. Mm-hmm. Now it is going to be, um, you see, and as she falls, you see Fanchi goes, "Governor!" Desperate to try and get the um, the Willowis' attention away from her, though you're not sure why. That is the Elves turn, and Fanchi will take her attacks on the one in front of her. That actually is going to miss. She swings out with this blade, um, but the Willowis (laughs) giggles and flies just a little out of reach um that is now the will-o-wisp's turn seeing that this person has down two of them are going to leave the area of some of the elves to kind of join and attack you they do get hit immediately as they try to leave Mm -hmm. (laughs) and one of the elves you see the drow um who had talked yesterday um swings his blade up and manages to get a nat 20 crits on this creature um let's see deals 10 damage to the one that was escaping and the other one also hits and deals five damage, not bad. They are gonna rush over two attacks on Lustry. 18, Yep. even with shield. A shield will block one of them, so she will shield, uh, but the other one is going to hit and will deal 12 damage to her um, and she has to roll a con save, DC 10. She rolled a seven. You feel suddenly lethargy rush to meet you.
1: I will use my 18 important roll.
0: And then the vision from your dreams the night before <laughs> of becoming exhausted mid is battle. Is that a,
1: like feeling of when you're running in dreams and you can't run very fast? Oh,
0: and you reinvigorate yourself. Haste is sustained. She does take that damage, but
1: not so much. Don't that drop d- that spell.
0: D'accord. That she looks incredibly <laughs> fucking hurt right now.
1: How does does troop morale seem around me? There's like one person down and then one person hurt very badly.
0: Group morale is, I mean, you could tell with your battle sense that this is a united warrior group. They are not going to abandon each other. But you do see that there is a bit of panic in seeing their ally down. And for good reason, as you watch as the Will-O-Wisp descends upon this fallen elf and is going to use its consume life ability. Um, she's technically still alive, so she has to roll a DC 10 con save. That's an 18! Manages to resist its life sucking force, but like a Dementor, you see it's like hovering above her, and all of the color and light from her is being drawn up inside of it as one of her allies slices down on it to kind of like bat it away. It is now Blushree's turn. She's going to use another magic missile to automatically hit the one that is coming towards her and hurt and rolls so well on her magic missile that she fucking kills it. She literally throws out these words from her book and they tear through the light. And last thing you hear is the echo of a giggle (laughs) as this light fades. Um, Right now there only seems to be essentially two harrying you. Um, And it is now your turn.
1: And there's no more that are on the fallen elf.
0: The one that is trying to suck the life out of her is still trying to do that, but okay. the other elves are, and uh, and there are a few others around those other elves too. You see that they've managed to take down like two since you guys started fighting, but there are still like three, not counting the one that is actively trying to suck the life.
1: Okay, I'm going to try and lightning lure the one that is sucking, uh, that is trying to drain this fallen elf.
0: Okay, it rolls a strength save.
1: Yes, DC 16.
0: It rolls a nat one.
1: Nice. Okay, it's, full, it's pulled 10 feet in a straight line towards me. It takes a D8 of lightning damage. I don't know if they're immune to that.
0: As you loop the lightning lure around and tug this light towards you, it giggles. Uh, <laughs> it does not take any damage. Okay,
1: that's fine. Um, I'm gonna use my uh, war magic. So since I use my action to cast a cantrip, I'm gonna take one attack with my sword. Excellent. Mm, that's a
0: 19. 19 just hits okay. this creature. They have a, a surprisingly high yeah, armor I class.
1: Say, I guess it makes sense.
0: They are made of light.
1: <laughs> 15 damage.
0: Looking very hurt.
1: All right, and then I will use my uh, second attack from haste. All right. <sighs> high. High, very high. That was an 18 on the die. 30.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, your minimum damage would finish this creature.
1: Good, because I rolled good. <laughs> it's all one in there. <laughs> Well, the other one was a sex. <laughs> okay, good, good,
0: good. Yeah, you managed to slice through the other one in front of you. Okay,
1: I'm going to use my action surge.
0: Okay, there's only one near you if you want to... Uh, there's the one still harrying you, rather.
1: No, I'm going to run and let that one attack me if it wants to. Okay. I'm running towards the elf that is down.
0: Okay, you are... a deep hit as you run by? There's a shock of electricity and you take 14 damage.
1: Okay. And then I believe we talked about this once, but I heroism is a willing creature you touch and we decided that a downed creature is not in the mood to put up a fight against healing
0: especially a creature who normally would probably consider you an ally so yes
1: okay so i'm going to run to her and use my action to cast heroism so that she gets uh, four temporary hit points right now (sighs) and on each of her turns but i turn to the elves and say it's not going to last long it's she'll drop as soon as the spell's over so if anyone has a potion or healing."
0: They nod to you. Um, they do not have anything, but they will work on reviving her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, it is now going to be the elves beyond's turn. Oh, they've
1: got a minute to figure something out.
0: <laughs> these guys, I will actually now roll for some attacks on the last remaining ones. That's going to be one hit. To be another hit.
1: That's crazy. We are a party with no healing capabilities.
0: This is a hundred. This is a short rest party. This mm-hmm. is a party that needs to take the time to like actually recover physically rather than just heal up and keep moving another will-o-wisp is cut down thanks to the efforts of all of these people essentially swinging on it with only two left on their turn you watch as they disappear you are left in the silence of the wood this elf still gasping for breath on the ground kind of looks honestly looks like someone who might have just gotten like zapped you know when you you, like you touch a live wire or something she's like shaking a little bit her eyes are wide um and you see that she smiles and nods to you merci merci
1: yeah derriere derriere i'm putting my water (laughs) (laughs) i'm putting my water skin like near her lips uh and like trying to patch up some of her wounds as I just like shout ass at her um, and
0: <laughs> as you as you like run over, you begin to help out, but then that wave of lethargy hits you as haste ends oh um, i gotta
1: lay down for a second <laughs> and
0: Fanchi goes no don't worry please thank you for your help um and rushes over tears off some of her robe and begins to like p- there's like some burn marks it looks like from the severe like nature of this electricity so she takes like some snow to kind of cool things over the advantages- next
1: minute this elf keeps feeling better and better because <laughs> she keeps getting four hit points back every <sighs> like round
0: i feel amazing i feel so good and then a for now ends- <laughs> Um, um, let's see. Actually, why don't you give me, give me a medicine check with advantage. Okay, and I'll yeah. say they can add your proficiency bonus since you had come over first. So, you know, provide the water. Great. Eighteen. Eighteen. Plus
1: four in medicine.
0: She stabilizes. And even though after a minute you feel her.
1: Oh, just like patching up a cow hoof. <laughs> well, not just like it.
0: You are a farmer before this? Yeah. Wow. I can, that explains honestly why you're so. <laughs> yeah, and you see Dr. Flush, uh, Blustry goes in elvish, of course. Oh, and it explains a lot of your fighting style, too. It looks like you are kind of incorporating some techniques that might be used to herd animals. Cow poking, <laughs> lassoing
1: people. <laughs> Is, yeah, your... <laughs> like oh my God. Is your friend going to be okay?
0: Ah, uh, and They they both look down to her and fancy nods. You don't nods. have
1: any... None of you possess the ability to heal. I'm not judging, cause I don't. That's all I got. But
0: no, the only we do possess some magic, but it is illusory and combat-related. It is not necessarily helpful in this sort of situation.
1: Well, you think we can get them to Eberholm?
0: <sighs> we at least should stop for an hour to take stock, heal up a little bit. Okay. See if she's ready to walk. She looks pretty drained. So, these will o' wisp, they. Spirits roam these woods from how many have fallen. More so now that there is such conflict between your people and ours, if I'm being honest.
1: What was it trying to do to her?
0: They feed off of life forces. Ooh. Oh. Yes, it is very. Oh. Cringe, as we said before. <laughs> that's and cringe. That's so cringe.
1: Any uh, kind of necromancy, like life drained, We... Cringe.
0: The elves, especially my kind, do not do not favor necromancy. We find it to be unsavoury. It is useful when healing, but crossing certain boundaries should not necessarily be allowed.
1: I agree with you. I'll help carry her.
0: Roll an inside check. She rolls on that one. So am glad you agree. <laughs> strong anti necromancy <laughs> feelings. <laughs> but did technically help get someone raised from the dead. Right. So she that, sure. was, that was really what that insight <laughs> check was to see if there was any sort of complex nature around these feelings. <laughs> but she fails anyways. She goes, all right, so we'll take stock and then we will continue onward. Okay. Do you still plan on following us to Ivarom or do you think you will stop at Afinash?
1: I haven't really decided yet. I'm kind of mixed up. On what I should do.
0: I would say that we are one, two days' travel from Afinash, so you have 48 hours to decide.
1: Okay. I might talk more with the professor, if you don't mind, Blustree.
0: She gestures to Blustree, who excitedly comes over and puts a hand on you and casts tongues again. Oh, so good to finally talk to you without having to worry if I sound like a total fool.
1: For sure. I mean, if you ever wanted me to cast Comprehend Languages, we could do that, too.
0: Well, that could be helpful. This is isn't? faster. This is And this is easier for both talking back and forth, less about transcribing and me having to talk to you and you having to get translated. through. Anyways, but it. so. Well, should we find somewhere to rest for a little bit first? Ah, this is fine, right, Fanchi? And Fanchi's like, up in the trees. We're going up in the trees again. <laughs> uh, and, be, and you see the rest of the elves have begun to climb.
1: Okay. I, I will help you know bring the the elf who was um injured upwards and kind of get her situated
0: <laughs> dr flocon does think that you're going to help her climb up so she stands there waiting but you turn and <laughs> help this elf <laughs> um much to the appreciation of the elf spieling around you um, and then
1: i kneel and i give flocon a boost uh. Merci! Um,
0: and she climbs and you guys <laughs> my, get into the tree.
1: My massive hands.
0: <laughs> you settle into the tree. Um, you've been walking now for several hours. And this battle, though only took like a minute, has put you guys kind of close to noon. So it's full day's time as the sun is peeking through the canopy above you.
1: Do you think that the queen is going to be interested in hearing what you have to say?
0: Oh, Absolutely. Uh, what I'm saying is paramount to the survival of magic and perhaps all of our kinds. This is what I am trying to convey to Fanchi, but, you know, Fanchi just doesn't want me to talk too much about it. So,
1: the weave. We've seen that there are holes and uh, kind of a stronger resurgence of wild magic um, reminiscent of the malediction, right?
0: We, from my understanding, at least on my plane, it it does seem like a lot of the conditions match what happened during the malediction, Um Time works a little differently where I am from. How many years ago did it happen for you? Um, how many years ago did the malediction happen for you? 2,000. We're kind of basing it off of, like, if Jesus Christ coming was (laughs) the malediction.
1: (laughs) Uh, About 2,000.
0: Interesting. It has been much longer for us, so you actually, again, have a kind of a closer source to this. But the events, these magical sort of tears, this disruption in casting or... It, it, whatever you want to call it, it has been happening with quite frequency where I am from.
1: Right. Have you guys seen any, um, like, a physical manifestation of that kind of magical chaos?
0: I would say that um, though Court does not let us talk about it, there have been several experiments and even just standard magical practices that we normally do there that have been failing where either we try and it does not work at all, or we try and, and some other effect happens. It's actually quite fascinating. One time, a guy grew a feather beard.
1: Oh. And so they're hiding it because, what, you don't want your enemies to see a weakness? Or are they concerned that, you know, the public would panic if magic was failing?
0: I believe that you are... I you say, spot on with that one, ah... Corp does not want to look weak to its competitors. It is also directly in line with the Winter Court rulers, so it pretty much is trying to look out for itself, make sure business keeps on going.
1: Have you heard of um, a spell shard?
0: I'll roll a history check. She's so smart, and yet she rolled a three. <gasps> ah, no, I have not. Tell me, tell me. She like, scrambles, grabbing papers. Tell me, tell me. Oh, a dice just flew out of your notebook. Sorry, I play some, uh, this game called Dujon et Dragons. When I am- <laughs> Dujon et Dragons! <laughs> I want to, again, issue an apology to anyone who speaks French. Um, as you know, I am not <laughs> good at it.
1: Um, On our end, it's like, underneath our cities, underneath our towns, there's all of these crystals, like the magic inside of the earth is expressing itself or pushing its way out somehow but in instances of large uh disruptive magical events there have been these sort of um well i guess like crystallized energy like a stone that holds
0: um a huge
1: amount of power
0: as you finish saying that her jaw drops my theories are true! She scribbles frantically. Vanshee, did you hear? Uh, and Vanchi goes, Wait, I... It's, it's kind of above my pay grade, but... Uh, congratulations! Uh, and Dr. Flocon continues to write frantically. Tell me, tell me. Um, In in theory, they can be sectioned based on the school of magic. Is that correct? Yeah, it, in reality. And have you seen them ever combined? Have you ever seen two interacting at any point, or... And I would think that Zola would maybe, in hearing that, would think of two instances. One being the wild shard, probably swallowing the, swallowing ionic, the stone. ionic stone and that green stone, and in general, just being seemingly a fusion of all these types of magic. Yes. And then the other instance would be when you were in the creator forge and you saw that the sheer presence of an Acris portal was creating conjuration veins that mixed and like hit and like blended into these transformation crystals that had also formed through there.
1: Yes, I mean, I've seen kind of several of these either veins or shards uh, or stones at this point and, well, I had one and it seemed to be like, like some kind of, like there was a cataclysm of magics, like they all came together and smashed together and then created this, well, shard.
0: Interesting. And mm.
1: its power was immense. It could do, it could create portals, it could turn money to chocolate, it could absorb other magical objects, and it could even speak.
0: She frantically taking notes stops when you mentioned the last bit. It was sentient.
1: Yes, like like a child, easily influenced. And yet also maybe wiser than I caught on.
0: She looks to Fanchi. Looks back to you. Things are far more dire than I thought. We need to keep going. She stands and takes a step and falls out of the no, truck. No, can I try and grab her? <laughs> give me, um, let's say, give me a slide of hand check. See okay. if you're fast enough.
1: No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she Nine. steps and falls. She takes... she takes exactly enough damage to go unconscious (laughs) oh my god (laughs) lands on the ground Fetchy looks down
1: I see what you mean about this one (sighs)
0: she is something else give me an insight check okay (laughs) that rolled forever
1: forever 15
0: enemies to lovers (laughs) Um, really exasperating she rolls her eyes and slides down the tree and I'll say with your assistance, before <laughs> she fails all three death saves, um, you guys manage to revive her. And she goes, <sighs> one hit point. Whew, that was a big fall. Ah, though, we should go that way. And she we points south. We should go to sleep. <laughs> I might have a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> you guys help her back up and once again, bring yourselves back into the trees. Um, is there anything you want to do while you finish this short rest before you guys continue your journey?
1: No, I think I'm just um, talking a bit with Blush Tree. We stopped maybe talking so intensely after she falls, but...
0: Um, <laughs> she got a little too excited and maybe hold off on the rest of that talk for today.
1: I think Zola is thinking that she's torn on whether she should go try to... She thought maybe learn more, but now she thinks maybe she should go and like help educate these people. Like, if they were caught up on the information, maybe they would be helpful in this fight but also Zola is feeling the pressure to get to Affinage, but also feels some reluctance to face that part of her journey
0: I think that Stilton kind of senses that and as the elves finish up what they're doing and get ready to continue to move on to finish the day's travel before resting tonight Stilton hops over on the branch to you and nuzzles into you
1: Hi Stilton Where do you think we should go? I mean, the whole reason we came here was to find Mom, right? Oh. But, I don't know, what if I get there and they don't want to hear anything I have to say? These people are so, I mean, they're so willing to hear and learn. I'm scared that the orcs will maybe be too set in their ways.
0: Still in, hops a little closer, and nuzzles to you. And you get the idea, kind of like, the as we've said before, how he sometimes communicates a little bit in your head, Mm -hmm. this kind of sense. It's up to you. But you did come here to find your mom. Above all else.
1: Yeah, you're right. I guess I'm procrastinating a little bit. It's just I keep learning about crazy shit.
0: Ooh. Nods and, and looks over to Blustery, who is rubbing her head and is getting some snow packed onto it.
1: I'd probably be dead without these people, though, so... I should at least help them get safe passage, past Affinage, and then maybe I turn back.
0: Still in nods and looks at them, and then looks back and goes, "Oh," and kind of is like, "They're capable." Perhaps you should take care of yourself.
1: Fair. They were they were using sticks though, and I did when I found them, they were all chained up together.
0: Oh, bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable that <laughs> you want to stay. <laughs> Um, you finish talking to Stilton as they thankfully, thanks to your find, honestly, and their find, they actually are at least armed enough to take care of themselves now. Mm. So, you guys finish doing all of your short rest activities and continue on for the rest of the day. Let's roll one last survival check for the rest of this day before you head to bed
1: okay you said survival checks.
0: correct so give me give me one with advantage you're only going to do the one for the day's travel and depending on how you roll we will see how many encounter checks you have to roll
1: 10
0: 10 okay so you're gonna have to roll for um it would have normally been let's say it's noon you guys stop for an hour you'll probably travel until sunset which is probably around six so you're gonna do three rolls out of the six rolls so um again just trying not to get a five or lower 10. Okay. 5. Okay.
1: Not 20.
0: Not 20. You guys travel for the vast majority of this day, mostly in the trees, which, though the elves seem to have no problem doing, I imagine Zola does have to kind of it's maybe less graceful in doing it a lot more like throwing yourself to the next tree and like grabbing it muscular and like crawling over the branch and throwing yourself to another um but you I guys occasionally make...
1: lightning lure myself from a branch <laughs> our <swing>. style. <laughs> um
0: you do get some mild applause from the elves who, who love a show of how good your skills are
1: i learned this one on aurelia i do oh. a flip on the branch like when they hang on the um Things on the top of the train cart and flip their feet over <laughs>
0: give me a performance check <laughs> okay i'll say with advantage because it is a physical activity okay
1: i'm using lightning lord too so
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: uh with advantage with advantage
0: not 20. Oh, which comes to a 19 with your minus one. <laughs> you expertly, flashing back to those halflings who almost kicked you in the face multiple times on the subway. You expertly I almost <laughs> kick a bunch
1: of elves in the face. Watch your face. Move to the side, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> they, they have to they back Gaties up. Gaties and Chatteldon. They're, they're, so,
0: they're so overwhelmed by how cool you are um, as you earn the respect through your incredible, basically, breakdancing in this the This is what
1: teens do for change in Aurelia. <laughs>
0: Uh, things are really desperate down there huh
1: (laughs) no it's kind of like a cultural thing (laughs) Uh, you guys don't do dance Uh,
0: dance it looks like this and you see them they break out into a beautiful ballet and (laughs) turf
1: yeah we do like this
0: spinning on a tree like a pole And she goes, can we please keep walking? You guys have, have a boom box. You please. We have spent five minutes doing dance moves. That's far too long of a dance break.
1: I use my sending memo to send myself a beat. I mean, myself sending. Something.
0: Let it play. It only gives you 25 beats, worth of it, but it's worth it. Um, you guys continue on. Nearing the end of the day's travel, as you guys are about to settle down for rest.
1: Mm-hmm. It's Noah's scary
0: voice. Noah's scary voice returns. Noah's encounter voice. My encounter voice rears its ugly head. <laughs> and as you look forward, Fentja goes, hold.
1: More willow wisps.
0: Worse, in a way. Um, and through the trees, you see what looks to be a campsite mm-hmm. with a number of orcs sitting around. Roasting some sort of wildebeest that they've caught out here. Laughing, drinking, all wearing colors related to the first mite, the green and black. Though, just on a first look, you can see that they are rather haggard uniforms and equipped with not the beautiful weaponry you had hoped. But you see them, your people, gathered, enjoying a meal. Whoa. Dr. Flocon looks to you, no longer tongues cast, so she casts it again and goes Are you, do you know them? You're looking at them like you know them That actually, I take it back, I'm so sorry, that sounded, that's so wrong of me to assume that.
1: No, I
0: You just looked like you might have known that
1: I actually, I don't, I don't know any orcs I've only met like one or two Maybe this is where we split up I can go with them and keep their attention while you guys, you know, loop your way around and move
0: past. Fenchie looks to you. You are a strange, brave young woman. I I hope that they see you for who you are.
1: Thanks, Dr. Facon.
0: Ah, yes. Takes out her notepad as if you're going to say something. Everything you've said to her is groundbreaking. So she's like, yes.
1: It's a hunch, but I think Mister might be on Edgefall Island.
0: She takes a moment. Writes it down and looks to you.
1: Be careful who you trust with information about spell shards. Make sure their intentions are good.
0: Fanchi nods stepping between the two of you.
1: You can keep the sword, but can I have the rod back? Ah,
0: yes, we have. We are armed <laughs> enough now. Signals <laughs> to the drow who had taken it, and um, he comes over and heads it to you and goes, This thing is crazy. What, I, I still haven't figured out the buttons. Yeah. Is this no or something? It's, I, what the fuck? I have no idea. He hands it back to you. And Fanchi continues, This information you have given her, I am going to do my best to keep her from Revealing it until the exact moment it needs to be revealed.
1: Okay, good call. And if you feel like it's the right moment, or you need to, I don't know, curry some favor or something, you can tell them that the scimitar is a gift from the daughter of the orc chieftain.
0: She looks to you, eyes Wide.
1: I hope that there's a future where our people can pass by in the woods and just give a friendly wave.
0: As you are standing there, Fanchi looking at you absolutely shocked, give me a stealth check. Okay.
1: Nine.
0: You say that to her, and she is still absolutely rocked by the reveal that you are the daughter of the chieftain of the orcs who essentially rule the first might and therefore you are (laughs) so intertwined with the politics of them um she looks at you I hope so too and I will let them know of what you have done for us
1: stay in the trees
0: good luck Mm -hmm. and just as she says that you hear who's out there
1: derriere run
0: as you turn back to say that, and they are already gone.
1: <sighs> Hello?
0: You turn back to the campsite, pushing through the trees to greet your people for the first time. And that is where we're going to end our session today. <sighs> Whew, that was deep a deep That was a chunky one. Chunky, so a lot sewed. happened in this one. I am excited to edit it though there was mm-hmm. so much that happened here
2: wow Wowza. first and foremost
0: great job today good job and oh boy just the right amount of information was revealed to these elves i'm so excited
1: thank I you i gotta get him going, going a little bit you gotta
0: gotta light a few of the wicks we'll to talk see about
1: it on the afterlife
0: oh, we will uh and if you would like to listen to us talk about it Go join our Patreon. We love our patrons. So thank you to our we elder's love patrons. So much. Um, and if you would like to become one, go to patreoncom try not to die pod. Um, follow us on all the socials. Please uh, tell your friends. I mean, my only plug really is the Patreon. As I said, and as we've said, it is so close to that musical episode. If you guys could just rally together, grassroots organization to push us course, over that so limit.
1: Close. I mean, there's just so, the amount of voice memos on my phone is disturbing to a layman.
0: I literally have started turning Marfin's song into a musical number. <laughs> oh it is my God. <laughs> it is so easy to do because of those horns like bam 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 bam. Like it's just it's the the lyrics that just have to come to me. Come on,
1: guys. So come
0: come on, send a, um gather your friends, tell them to all donate for just one month, and we will promise you that musical episode. Um any other plugs?
1: Um it's still pride, right?
0: I think this comes out like probably the last or week. Probably of pride. the last
1: week. You know, everyone, a uh, be safe. Protect your friends at Pride. Bring water. um, Mm. You know, don't let anyone talk to cops. Uh, That's all I got.
0: Don't (laughs) let them. Don't let them talk to the cops. And um, if just in case this is in early July, um, we hope you are all celebrating. For those of you in the States who celebrate or are are doing some sort of vacation for the Independence Day weekend, we hope you have safe travels and enjoy yourself. Be safe. Don't talk to cops. Also stands for that (laughs) weekend as well. uh last minute plugs um you guys we love you so much thank you for listening right thank you you. until next time try not to die all hail our eldritch patrons Especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Elana, Emily, Jacob, James, Joey, Kate, Leo, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer, Patty, Patrick Braunstetter, and producer, Daddies, Becca Mount, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Until next time, try not to die.